Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome tonight. This is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia. Welcome to Prophetic Grace Network Sunday night show. I'm hosting and glad you're a part of it. I just thank God for what he's doing, what he's done, and what he's about to do in our lives and how we have been placed and connected to something here in the earth that God wants to use for his glory to bring forth the majesty to his name. Well, welcome tonight. Welcome tonight, and uh, glad to have you out there. Uh, We'll just share a little bit, and then we'll move on uh, maybe a little quicker tonight. I'm glad to see that we have a few callers, and if you are listening and you're listening by Internet, go ahead and reach out if you want to uh, at 319-527-6027. That is 319-527-6027. Press 1. That will put you in the uh, queue so that I can see you're there. Raise your hand by pressing 1. And we'll be happy to minister to you tonight. Also, if you'd like to text in just to let me know you're there or you have a prayer request, um, you can do so at 214-505-8719. That is 214-505-8719. Well, I hope everyone's had a great, great Sunday. Uh, I've had a nice Sunday. Wasn't too busy or overwhelmed, so I thank God for that. Seems like the weeks go by so quickly, and then I'm left at the end of the week with so much to do. And not enough time, it seems like, to do it. But today, um, I kind of had done things in moderation today, and I sort of set things up that I could kind of have a flow, plan on being out of town next weekend. So I had to get some things done this weekend. Well, I pray that everything is working well with you, and even if it's not, doesn't seem to be working well. That's what we're here for. We're here to pray, to stand with you, and to believe that God will do what's necessary to get you to the place he wants you to be. Because, hey, he wants you there more than you want to be there. He wants you there to bring glory to his name uh, about the things that he has done. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, that's, that um, song, you know, I kind of focused in on the, the lyric. Uh, part that said, lead me to those around me. Yes, 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 God, on a firm foundation. We have a firm foundation when we are rooted and grounded in the word, when we are rooted and grounded in the things of Christ Jesus. We are rooted and we are on a firm foundation. And that's the whole point of us being here. That's the whole purpose is that we can help lead others to know that we have found the firm foundation. We have found the Savior. We have found the Messiah, and he is living, he's alive, and working in and through us. And so we need to be able to be in position to lead those who are around us so that they will understand and gravitate toward the things that God has for them. They're not here by accident. God had a plan for them. He had a plan for me. He has a plan for you. And he wants that plan to work out. And so that's what we're here for. Those who know their God shall do great and mighty exploits. And we are here as a sign and as a witness to the God that we serve. And so our mission here and part of our purpose, of course, is to lead those who are around us to find the Savior, uh, to know that this is foundation which we are building on. It's not sinking sand. 
It is a firm foundation, and we are with God, and with God all things are possible. So glad to, glad to see you tonight, and um, I will be uh, just reading and talking to you a little bit. Just want to encourage everyone. I don't really per se have much to say except for just want to encourage you to know that, um, you know, God has a plan for our lives, and, he, and we want to be in his will so we can fulfill the plan that he has for our life. And I mentioned last week, I believe, about the uh, prayer network that I'm a part of in our area. And I just feel led to talk about it again tonight because um, just thinking about why we are here and uh, things have gotten, you know, I mean, what can we say? I mean, we're living in a world where things are rapidly changing. Uh, You know, it's just this is our world. And there are so many people who are lost and don't know even how to find their way out. You know, even as Christians, even of the body of Christ who's been blood-bought, don't think we don't receive um, have challenges. I know I have challenges. I know there's a God, and I know he loves me, and I know that he is calling me to higher heights and deeper depths in him. And even with me having some knowledge of who he is and the word of God, I mean, there are times that the enemy comes in and he does really try to persuade you to think otherwise. So just think about that. Those who have the foundation are still, you know, um, being attacked in a sense or uh, being attacked by the enemy, so to speak, in your mind with things that, that are going on that may not go the way you think they should, and you're like, okay, God, what's up, you know? But even when we think about even Jesus was tempted of the devil. I mean, um, he, you know, he was tempted of the devil. So what is it for us not to be? So, um, you know, with us, with a foundation in God, just think about the people who don't have that. And so that's why God wants us to reach out and, and touch those and be a part of what he wants us to do in and through um, through him, that these people will understand that God is real, he's alive, and that there is hope and there is deliverance and there is salvation in Jesus. And we're the examples that they are to see. We're the examples that are to show forth the glory of God. Why? Because we're following him. We're the followers of Christ. That's what I like to say. Not so much Christians. Christian has gotten to be such as just like a watered-down thing. People just kind of, oh, I'm a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian. How are we living our lives? Uh, the word lets us know to not just be hearers of the word but doers. And so I love to, you know, to say I'm a follower of Christ. That just divine, defines it a lot more to say that I'm trying to follow the things of God. I'm not just taking on some sort of title to be in a group. I am a follower of Christ. I want to do as Christ um, has instructed me to do. I want to follow him as he is the example that I need to follow. And so there are so many people who don't have that. And just think about the struggle that they're dealing with on a daily basis. You know, I mentioned last week, I believe, uh, that I'm in a part of a prayer network that we are going on the county line. Our particular county is um, borders in different points, seven counties. And I thought that was really interesting that, you know, there's seven counties that um, touch our border in this county. So uh, someone that I've known for, I've been here in this area, like, I can't even believe it. I think about 24 years now. 
And uh, I met this woman when we first moved here, uh, you know, within the first few months of moving here. And uh, she was into prayer, and and we met on Mondays and prayed, um, you know, on a regular basis on Monday nights. And then, you know, she's just been involved with a lot of things with Prayer Network. And so now it's like God has laid on her heart to really just pray for our county and the connecting counties, and we're actually – you know, she's being led by the Lord to connect with others in those counties that border our county so that we can be connected in prayer as a prayer network to pray that God has his way in this area. And I have just, uh, you know, I I became a part of it, and I, I knew it was a great thing, and I knew that God had called me to be a part, and I was happy to be a part. But it's, it's, it's even taken on to a new level now. I mean, as we began to talk, you know, understanding there are seven counties that cover, you know, seven is, uh, you know, a word, uh, a number in, in the word that has significance. And it's like, you know, when I realized there's seven counties that cut, that touch the borders of our county, and then, um, you know, we were given some instructions that as we go out, what we're doing, we're staking the county line, and we are praying over the county line. We're doing, coven, uh, we're doing um, communion at the county line and we're marking the county line for the glory of God. And so since we were involved, um, she had given us some tools that we, uh, she felt the Lord had instructed her to give us that we would mark our ground, that where we live, you know, our areas, our borders, you know, uh, with covenant, uh, with this covenant thing that we're doing with communion and prayer and, you know, just really taking back territory you know basically that's what it is and so today uh, I just want to kind of touch on it a little bit I had felt led to take the tools that we had and stake my property and it was so funny be really wasn't funny but I mean it was different um saying well it's really hot outside so I said well I'll wait till it's like you know seven and I'll go out and I'll stake my borders on my property and so at seven o'clock you know I was like okay let me get what I need, I did communion at the borders of my property, and I, you know, I staked it. And I, you know, I did communion and I staked my line. And I began to pray covenant prayers over. So anyway, I think I mentioned that last time as far as, you know, maybe God is touching some of you, your hearts to get together as a, uh, find someone who you can network in, in prayer and begin to cover the lines of your county. Um, maybe you're in a huge county. Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't really take us too far, too long to go to the edges of our borders. But, you know, that's something that I believe God is, is doing specifically for this area. Um, anyway, so I got up, I was laying down and I got up and I said, okay, seven o'clock, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, pray over the borders of my property. And when I did, you know, I really didn't think about the 7. And then I just said 7 o'clock is going to be a little bit cooler. So I got up at 7 and I went out. And so when I went out to the borders of my property and I began to, like, stake my property and pray, my neighbor came by and I got a little distracted. I was like, oh, God, you know, I want to do this. And so I continued on and I did all four corners of the property. And I just – I'm saying this because I know God is in this. And so – I'm saying this that you can understand how important it is to be obedient to what God is telling you to do. I 
I mean, I just felt in my spirit that's what I was supposed to do. And so when I went out and I staked the four corners of my property and prayed over them and did communion at the corners of the property line, um, I came back in the house, even though I was distracted and I was a little bit late, I was like, you know, God, you are awesome. You are, I mean, you're just awesome. Because I was, I got distracted. My neighbor came, she was walking, you know, down the street and she's an elderly lady and she's on a walker. And, you know, I, of course I'm respectful. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with her sometimes on Sunday afternoons. So she says, like, what are you doing? So I really didn't want to say what I was doing, but, you know, I kind of just, like, I'm praying over the property, and I told her about the assignment we had for the county. So she was like, well, you might want to come over and do mine. But what was interesting about it, I was like, okay, God, I need to get this done. And I did all four corners, and I came back inside, and I looked at the clock, and as I walked in, it was 714. And immediately I thought of uh, Chronicles, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and I thought, Oh Lord, you have spoken to me. You have spoken to me. And so what's interesting about it too is because in the little things that we were putting in the ground and I'm pouring oil, there's a top that goes on them. I couldn't find the top. So I just basically put them in the ground and the ground, of course, filled in with the oil, and then I prayed prophetically or spoke over it, the word of God, in relationship and covenant, And um, but when I got back in the house and I um, looked at the clock as I walked in the door, it was 714, and in my heart, I knew God said there was no delay in what I needed you to do. You were right on time. And even, you know, even though I thought it was a distraction, it was almost like a setup that God had placed me, her, at that place where I was at that time to have the time be exactly at 714 when I walked back inside my house. And I knew then it was like God was speaking to me saying, I didn't want you to have the cap. And I was like, okay. And so... um, I'm just going to read something. Well, I'm going to read that verse. Um, And so, I mean, it was like I I was feeling like maybe I had lost, you know, lost something and um, or time or something. And it was like I didn't lose anything. It was like God set everything up just so that I could walk back in my door at 714. And I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I didn't even think about, like I said, 7 o'clock. It was just cooler, not as hot as 7 o'clock. And I just said, okay, it's 7 o'clock, you know, and then it will give me a couple of hours to do some things before I have to do the show tonight. And um, so it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Man, that touched me. Just to know that how that scripture just intermingled with what I had done today. The land, touching the land, pouring oil and speaking over the land. 
blessing the land if, and praying if my people. And then um, I searched Google for the word humble, and it basically means face to the ground, like humbling yourself, like face to the ground. And I was like, wow, the ground, even incorporated in humbling as we begin to speak over the land that God has given us to speak over and to bless and to pray and to believe that God will move in our land. You know, I don't know, maybe there are some of you all on this line tonight that God is assigning you to pray over your land, to pray over your community, to maybe even form a network that you would go and you would speak over your county, that you would speak over your borders, that God would be made um, manifest. His blessings will be made manifest. The prosperity and the peace of God will reign and come forth and manifest. Maybe that's part of your assignment today, that God wants to raise up a people that will be as Second Chronicles 7.14. I mean, like I said, it was amazing. It was like confirmation to me today that I would walk into my house after I had felt it was in obedience to do what God had instructed her to tell us we can do or should do, and I went out and did it. And even though I thought I was being distracted, how I walked right into my house, and at that time, 7.14 was the time on the clock, and I saw that uh, I felt the Lord saying, the land, and then I immediately thought of Second Chronicles 7.14. So God is calling his people who are called by his name to humble themselves. Pray over your land. Pray over this nation. Pray over your borders. Begin to take back what the enemy has tried to take from you. And even when I went out, I went out a second time, and I did communion. Well, by the time I came back the second time, seven more minutes had passed, and it was 721. As I walked in the kitchen, looked at it, it changed to 721, and I thought, seven, 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 plus it's seven. You know, and it's like God is speaking. He was speaking. We are to walk in authority. We are to walk in, 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 in an understanding that we have been given an assignment. His people, God's people, not the world. We can't expect the world to do what God has called us to do. They don't even know what to do. My goodness. And so if his people, God's people, if we would humble ourselves, if we would pray, seek his faith, turn from our wicked ways, the church has wicked ways. God's people, it's in here. Turn from their wicked ways. There's wickedness even in the house of God. The people who are a part of what God has called, there's some wickedness that's going on. But we are to humble ourselves and to pray. And it says he will hear. He says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will restore their land, this land, your borders, your territory, what God has assigned you to. God says, stake your ground, my God. What the enemy has done and what he has said he has control over. Stake your ground. Stake your ground. Take the land. And it says he's going to hear. 
he will hear from heaven and forgive our sins. So, Lord, I just thank you for that tonight. You know, I just, I just know that was, uh, that was, that was God today. <laughs> it wasn't anything I thought up. It wasn't anything that I tried to make, make happen. You know, I, it wasn't even like that at all. And I was like really getting a little like agitated when I, <laughs> when I went out and I began to do what I felt the Lord was calling me to do. And she was there and she interrupted. And I was like, oh, Lord, I had no idea what God was getting ready to do. But because of, of what I thought was a delay, it was right on time in what God was doing, how he was going to speak to me, how he was going to show me this was a prophetic move, it was a prophetic act, and it was something that he was involved with. It wasn't just some, because I'm very careful not, you know, not to try to do things just, you know, just to do them. I really had to feel led of God to do it, because I actually had what I was going to do this with for few weeks now. I just didn't do it. But today I just felt in my spirit this was the day to do it. And uh, God confirmed it. And you know what God is calling you to do? He will confirm it. He is God. You know, we just have to be obedient. Sometimes we don't want to be obedient. We just want to do our own thing. And, you know, we want to have this and that and whatever, you know, in our minds on how things need to go. And that's where, you know, I walked out and said, oh, my goodness, you know, and, of course, I knew she wanted to talk, and I love talking to her. Like, um, <laughs> she's a dear lady, just dear sweetheart. And um, and I was like, okay, but God just confirmed. I did. I, I laughed. And you know what was really interesting is that I was really kind of timid about telling her what I was doing. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I told her, and she was like, well, maybe you need to come do it at my house. Maybe take my land, you know, hey, tell, you know, you know, pray over it, you know. And um, it was precious. And then just to walk inside and see 714 just blew me away. It just blew me away. You know, God is a God of intention. He has things that, you know, he's intended for us to have, intended for us to be a part of. You know, 20-something years ago when I met this woman, I had no idea, you know, the things that God would have us be in connection with and to pray about. And, um, you know, just to let you know, our particular county is called Bloody Tombs. And um, because of the crime and the bloodshed that had gone on, you know, through the, I guess, century, years, I understand Jesse James used to hang out up in this area. And uh, about 10 years ago, uh, a hotel that Al Capone used to hang out in and, and you know, uh, meet people here for organized crime situations uh, in about three blocks from where I three blocks from where I live, there was a hotel, and uh, that's where Al Capone used to frequent. And uh, when I, I remember, like, hearing people say back in the day, you know, I guess maybe the early, I don't know. 20s, 30s, I don't know, they would have, you know, big things here, casinos and, you know, all kind of, uh, like, just illegal stuff going on. And, of course, if Al Capone was here, you know, there had to be some sort of illegal activity. And uh, he kind of hung out here because I remember um, on the news uh, when the hotel burned down, um, they mentioned that, you know, this particular hotel – and I was telling my son about it. I can't even remember the name of the hotel. 
but my son looked it up, and as he Googled it, and he said, oh, it's, it was called the such-and-such hotel. And I said, yeah. And uh, they say, yeah, it was frequented by Al, Al Capone. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. As I remember, Savannah News had a big thing on it and talked about how it burned down and it was a historic site and all that kind of stuff. But So there's been a lot of bloodshed in this area. Um, my friend, the lady who I was talking about who started the prayer network, she had had visions of how she saw, she thinks they were, and I think another friend had what they had had vision of Native Americans in this area that it seems like something happened to these people at the river. There are few rivers that flow through, I think two or three, that kind of flow through and about here, and um, that there had been some sort of, rituals or murders or stuff in the waters here. So there's a lot of stuff here in this area. And um, we just believe that even though it may have been called bloody for another reason, we're believing for the blood of Jesus to wash through this place and sanctify it for the glory of God. So I'm sharing that maybe God is calling you to take authority, to to mark territory in your place where you live, your county, your city, and uh, that the righteous will rise up and claim what is there, stake their ground. You know, God is a God who is faithful, and he's faithful to his people. Amen? So we will go ahead, and I will play another song. I'm going to give, let's see, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, play another song and give you all a few minutes to just enjoy that. And I will be back and we'll start taking calls. And um, let me just play this and I'll be back. Thank you.
knows what we need so why do we worry hallelujah no need to worry people god already knows what we need and we'll give thanks to god amen well you know i'm gonna take calls pretty soon it just hit me you know kind of thinking about what i was saying about the 777 uh you know and i just anybody want to share with that when you call in on the line that'll be fine uh uh, of course, we know that this uh, 777 is a biblical reference to uh, completion. 
So uh, it stands for seven days of creation. The seven also, let's see, uh, says here, Jesus completed uh, completion. And what else does it mean? Um, it represents perfection as well. So, I mean, I just, I thought about that later on. I was like, you know, 7 o'clock, then 7.14, then 7.21. When I came back in after I did the communion over the land, it was like a seven-minute span between between each segment that God had called me to perform tonight, you know, on the property. I didn't, I mean, I, you can't plan that. You know, like seven minutes to do the first seven minutes was when he called me at seven, then seven minutes, and then another seven minutes, and then 1421. So I, I'm like, God, I know you're speaking to me. What What is that you're saying? You know, in representation of completion and perfection, that you're going to perfect some things, you're going to complete some things. Um, I just felt really good about it because, like I said, I was kind of like, mm, do I want to do this? You know, or is it something, you know, I just don't, I, I'm not the kind of person who just wants to do something just to be doing it or because somebody said, oh, I'm giving you this and you can do this. No, no, I have to be led, have to have it in my spirit to do this. And, you know, like I've had this, these items and information about it for a few weeks now and um, never felt led to, you know, uh, do much. And then I just felt tonight, God says, at seven, you know, you go out there. And, I mean, I didn't plan this. God, God is amazing. I mean, he is just amazing. So I really feel, of course, he's speaking to me. Anybody want to share about the, the calculation or uh, computu- the uh, computing of the 21, you know, feel free to share. You know, I just feel like this is something that God is speaking today. He did, like I did it, you know, shortly before I got dark and I, you know, got on the show tonight. So I feel like God's speaking to you all. And I think he's really speaking to others about how we do have authority and God has not just placed you where you are by accident. You know, I, where I live, I never wanted to live here. I cried for 10 years. <laughs> Every time I would leave Florida, come to Georgia, I would cry. And finally, after 10 years of crying, I realized that I'm here and this is where I'm supposed to be. And then when I began to accept that and accept the assignment, because there are people that God placed me here with, like I said, this particular person, um, she's part of a, some national prayer networks and things like that. And I mean, within a few months of me living here, I met her and I've been praying with her with different situations and in different prayer networks for almost the entire time I've been here. And um, also the church that I attend, the pastor's wife, she's a part of it too. And I met her within like a month or two of moving here. So I know God connected us, and he has connected us for such a time as this. And I know God is connecting me with you with this for such a time as as this. This is something that God is speaking to his people to let them know you have dominion. You've been given dominion. You you have been given dominion. Oh, my God. Even with the 7-7, it talks about 7-7-7, talks about representation of completion and how you know, the last um, day of creation. That's dominion. You know, all the things that God spoke as he went through those days, he gave man dominion. So it's all connected. God is giving you dominion 
He's calling you to a place of dominion tonight. I really believe that. So take your place in the things of God. Take what God has laid at your feet, at your borders, and take it for the kingdom of God. Those, like with the first song that I, I played, it says, lead me to those around me. We're on a firm, I, I'm on a firm foundation. Lead those that are around me to you, God. Let me be an instrument, you know. Let me take ground for you. Let me take, you know, dominion for you. My God, that's exciting to know that God has placed you in relationship with him, to take dominion, to walk in authority. Ah, my God, in reference to completion and perfection, God is calling you as an assignment in the earth, taking ground, taking souls back that are in that, that are right there in, at the hand of the enemy to snatch them out by the word of God, by the anointing that God has placed on your life to do what God has called you to do. So we declare that this county will, we are declaring as we pray, this county will no longer be known as bloody tombs in reference to murder and death of individuals, but as a blood-bought county for the name of God, for the blood of Jesus. That's what we're believing for. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take calls. And, like, I just feel like this is a night, you know, you can share and let's just see what God has to say, okay? And um, so if you're listening by Internet and you want to call in and get in on the queue, that's 319-527-6027 and press 1. And you'll be in the queue. That's 319-527-6027. If you want to text, let me know you're there. Or just text in a prayer. That's 214-505-8719. So, Father God, we just come to you tonight. We just thank you for your presence. We thank you for the assignment and the appointment that you've given each one of us in the earth today. And, Lord, we lift up our uh, founder here for Prophetic Grace Network, Prophet Randy Chandler, we speak blessings over his life. We speak health and blessing over his wife, Julie. We thank you, Lord, as you do a work in her and in him and in the family, God. We we pray for those who are connected to Prophetic Grace Network, and we believe, God, that you are doing a work in all of us. We pray for the ministers that come on and minister faithfully to what God has raised up in this area, in this land, through this network, through this means of uh, of reaching out. And so, Lord, we just thank you. I have nothing to give, nothing except for, you know, just want to be obedient to you and to your leading. And I empty out so that you can be glorified. And I pray you will speak to your people tonight. My God, speak to your people tonight. And, Lord, let us share the love of God, the love of Christ with each other that others might see that we are truly not just Christians, but we are children and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you honor for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go on here to start our calls. We're going to go to 954-580. And who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Hello, this is Carolyn calling. I'm speaking from my girl. I'm calling. Yeah, how are you tonight? 
I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm pressing in, believing God for the miraculous. How about that? Amen. <laughs> that's where I am. That's a good place to be. So we can just be in a place Indeed. of believing God for the miraculous. And so let's just pray for you. Thank you, Father God, for Carolyn. We just thank you, Lord, that even as you position her, Lord, uh, let her know that even in trials and tribulations or situations and circumstances that you've allowed her to be positioned in a place for the miraculous. You, She's been positioned in a place to see the hand of God. She's been positioned in a place to understand that uh, regardless, regardless of what things look like, she is positioned that the hand of God would show forth glory, that the hand of God would show forth his majesty, that the hand of God would not only just show forth the glory of God, but in her life, the manifestation of what he's planning and what he's doing in her life, that he would get the glory. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, as as I, I just see, you know, like basically, um, you know, you just kind of taking steps, Carolyn, you just taking steps. And every step, just understand that, um, when God with you, it's not a step that's in vain, that you are taking territory, that it's not a, stay, a step that's not ordained by God. And, Lord, I just since led to tell her, uh, speak over your, your steps, Carolyn. Begin to say on a regular basis, my steps are ordered by the Lord. They're ordered of the Lord. I, I'm not walking idly in this life or this journey. There are specific things that God has ordered my steps toward. And, Lord, I just thank you as she begins to speak that over her life, speak that over her steps, and thank the Lord in advance that the steps that she's taking are not just steps of idle walking, but she is ordered by the Lord, and her steps are are actually taking her to places of destiny, and it's been ordered that way from the Lord. So, Lord, let her be at peace. Let her be at, uh, uh, you know, sometimes things, Carolyn, may look like, you know, it's mundane. You know, it's just, you know, it's just nothing. What's going on here? But just know and speak over your life, speak, speak over your steps that they are ordered. They are ordered. You are on track and you are walking after the things of God. You're walking by the spirit of God. You're being led by the spirit of God. And because of that, your steps are ordered. And, Lord, we thank you that even as she walks, she will take territory for the kingdom of God, that he would be glorified and that he would be honored in all that she does, whether it be work, social, or whatever, God. Let her know that her steps are ordered and that encourage her um, to speak over her life, over her steps, that she will see the manifestation of what God is leading her to in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So how are you doing tonight? I am well, thank you. I um, trust in God for the miraculous, too. So this word is just very encouraging at this time um, as I wait in this season. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with expecting the miraculous. (laughs) Right. Especially when, you know, we are children of God and, um, you know, our life really is intertwined and in his life and he is a mm-hmm. miraculous, miracle-working God. So why not expect the miraculous? You know, it's so interesting with me because it seems like 
you know, God is always doing little things that let me know. Like even with the situation I was talking about, he's always doing things that let me know that he is right here with me, that, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as I'm acknowledging him and I'm recognizing that he is my life, he is my life, he's going to show up. Why? Because it's his life, you know, that he's living through me, that I want him to live through me. So it's just a natural occurrence that we can expect miracles, that we can expect uh, Mm -hmm. to see things happen in a way that our kind of people would look at like, mm, that's really interesting. But we know what it's about. We know who we're connected with because it's God. And what right. um, an exciting thing to think about, you know, just to know that what we think would be just some idle thing, God is setting it up for something miraculous that he can be glorified in. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just felt like part of what I said tonight it's it, 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 it's to connect with you to let you know that mm-hmm. your steps are definitely ordered and that you can expect Amen. to see the miraculous. Why? Because God is in you. He's living in you. He's moving. That's what the word says. To live and move and have the very being. He's in you. Why not expect the miraculous? Why not expect things to work out for the good? Why? Because you love God. And so be encouraged and speak over your steps and expect that every step you take, God will order it for his glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Anything in particular you want to share as as a testimony or witness to what God is doing? Um, I think I would confirm in regards to what you were saying. I I can relate to that. You see God in the various small things and just waiting for him to perform the miraculous. But he's always reminding me that he's actually there irrespective of what I may be going through. So I can really. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so awesome. You know, I have to admit, you know, um, today, well, next weekend, guys, I probably won't be on because I'm going to be out of town. But, you know, like today I, um, you know, I was just really like, you know, kind of like God, you know, just pressing in, trying to see, like, God, what what more do you want from me? You know, mm-hmm. um, and really in a in a state of just asking God, what can what can I do differently? What needs to be made right? You know, so that I can continue to access whatever it is you have for me. Because I know in our own, a lot of times we miss stuff. We miss stuff because mm-hmm. you know. I've I've allowed God over the last week or so to just really like, you know, speak to me concerning how I missed you. I know some things I missed you, mm-hmm. God, because of disobedience. You know, I've missed some mm-hmm. things from you because I spoke out of turn or I said things I had no right to say because, you know, but, and we all do those things. But it's just a matter of going to God and asking him, 
you know, and for forgiveness and to cleanse us so that we can get back on track. And because I, I'm too far up the road, Carolyn, I can't afford to miss much more. I want to get what God has mm-hmm. for me. And if I've missed it out of disobedience, if I've missed it out of not following through on some things that I should have done or said some things I shouldn't have said or said some things or maybe was supposed to say some things and I didn't say them, God, help me. Help me. You know, because it's not just about me. It's about all the mm-hmm. other things and the lives that are connected to me. And so right. um, I've been today just really like, you know, doing some really self-examination. And uh, even when I did that little prophetic act on my property, you know, I, I had to like, okay, God, keep me in the right mindset. I can't miss, you know, I want to do anything that, if I'm not in the right mindset or you don't have the right, me having the right thoughts with this, it's not going to benefit me. And um, so right. I, I was in a little battle you know, for a little bit. But um, I saw God show up and confirm that I was right where he wanted me to be, that my steps were being ordered. And so, you know, that just word just came to me about your steps. And praise God, I'm glad it was it was encouraging to you. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Thank you. Amen. Well, good talking to you. I hadn't talked good to you in a while. You. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah. So everything's been okay? Well, so far. So far. <laughs> in a transitioning phase of my life where I'm trusting God um, for open doors. Amen. Just for everything to just go smoothly. Um, Okay. Well, we'll believe with you and and trust God that it will. So we just thank you, God, in in advance for working everything out. And as, as with that word that came forth, that as she walks according to your will and your plan by the steps that you've ordered her to take, it will work out. For the glory of God, it will work out for the good. And we thank you, God, that she's sensitive and she's mindful of that, knowing how much that is, uh, how much that connects to what God wants her to have. So we thank you, and we thank you for the spirit. There's a sweet sweetness about you that's hovering over you, Caroline. It's it's almost like you know I I just want to say it looks like the some things that maybe bitter waters may have tried to wash over you, but there's a sweetness that God is bringing out of you even in that. And uh, so, Lord, we just thank you for that. That something came to try to make you bitter, but the the Uh aroma and the relationship that you've built with God is bringing a sweetness where the enemy wanted to have bitter waters. So we just thank God for that. Amen. 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 All right. Well, good hearing for you from you. Anything else? No, thank you. All right. You're welcome. But we okay. look forward to talking God to you again soon. All right. You have sure. a great one. Okay. You too. Bye. All right. Okay. All right. Good night. You too. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's see. Let's move on. 
where are we going here? All right, let's go to let's see eight two eight nine eight nine. Hi, Angela Joy. It's Jennifer from North Carolina. Hi, Jennifer. How are you tonight? Hi. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Glad to hear that. <laughs> yes. I am I am glad to hear that. Hallelujah. Well, let's just pray and see what God has to say, and then we're going to hear what you have to say. Hallelujah. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Jennifer from North Carolina, and we just thank you, Lord, for um, just the the freedom of, uh, of of enjoying what God has for her, like, you know, be like a meadow and, you know, just um, just the beauty and the nature of God you know, just encompassing your life, uh, a sense of uh, peace, and just enjoying the fact, well, enjoying the moment and enjoying where God has you at this moment and that the the freshness and the fragrance of the aroma of, of the Lord is surrounding you and enveloping you and in, and just penetrating you to be not just in this place with God, but this place to be a part of you, of who God is making you and created and has created you to be, that you're not, you're one with him, you're one with his creation, you're one with the, this, this thing that God is developing in you, this peace. You're, you're not just accessing it, it's, a, it's becoming incorporated in you. His creation, his beauty, his this the freshness of of this new environment that he has created that you take in and you partake of it as part of life of living of breathing. It's like I just don't even know how to explain it. Like God is incorporating this whole thing into your being that you can understand and appreciate more of who He is and what He's given you in this in this season. So, Lord, we just thank you for that, for Jennifer, and we thank you as you continue to just give her this sense of wholeness and oneness with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How are you today? <laughs> wow. That's good. I like that. Yeah, it's exactly what he's doing, but I haven't had words for it either. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. 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 Amen. Then it, it's almost like I can yeah. say like a breath of air, a breath, I don't know, it's just the breath of creation, the breath of life, the breath of who he mm-hmm. is encompassing you, encompassing you. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. breath of life. But I haven't been able to wipe the smile off my face all day. I can just oh, feel wow. his. Yeah, I mean it. I mean I can't. <laughs> yeah, he's just just fallen in love with his beauty and radiance and purity, and he's just showing me so much, and I just wow, just amazed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, all yeah. I saw was just beauty. You know the beauty of. Who he is, 
and what he is. And and it makes me think about one time I was listening to this young lady who had, well, she has autism. And um, I remember her saying how people look at um, people with autism in such a different way than what they're actually experiencing. And as I was praying, it brought to mind what she said about how people with autism, well, what happened was her father actually um, came up with some sort of device. You all may have seen it uh, somewhere because it was some years ago, but uh, I saw it on the Internet and in some different things that her father came up with some sort of device. And what this device did, it enabled her to actually be able to communicate with words. It was like some little computer thing, and she punched in different things, and it actually spoke, you know, uh, computer, like, um, you know, the sound of the computer voice. And um, I've often worked with people with autism. I worked with a young man from the time he was, like, 12 years old. Then I went away, and I came back, and he was uh, in his 20s, and um, I think he was in the spectrum. I don't know if he per se was it like the autism that I had been experience, had experienced working with people with that. But anyway, this one lady, this one girl, her father came up with a device where she could communicate what she was feeling and seeing as a person with autism. And what she said was that autism with her was like an overwhelming experience of in the environment. It wasn't like she was... Mm-hmm. In the environment, she was a part of the environment. And the movements that she made and everything were, I guess, the sensitivity is such at an extreme level with people with autism, certain levels of autism, is that they're not just seeing what we see. They're actually experiencing it. Like with their movements and all of that, they're just very sensitive to where they have these motions but it's not like they're feeling it. They're just interacting with environment. They're interacting with what they, they see in, the, in, in their environment. It's not just like how we look at something and say, oh, that's pretty and that's red. They're interacting with something that's red. They're interacting with the universe, with, with nature, with, you know. So that, I thought that was kind of weird. I was thinking about that, how it wasn't like, like God kind of interacting with you. To a whole nother level, yeah. not with autism, so to yeah. speak, but that he was interacting with you in a whole different level and dimension so that you could yeah. understand who he is, not just by what you can see with your naked eye, but what you can sense with the spirit. You know, how this person was yeah. sensing this stuff and it was all a part of her. It's like God is saying, I, I, I'm, I'm a part of you, Jennifer, and it's not just, I don't want you just to look at a situation. I want you to experience it through me, you know? Yes, yes, and yes, yes. At a whole yes, different level. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's wow. what's happening. Praise no God. Words. Yeah, I have no words for it. It, it just. That is amazing. Yeah. Just an awareness. Wow. And. Yeah, yeah brings to his beauty and I mean he's revealing himself in ways that just deep like yeah interacts 
interacting. Like, it is oneness. But yeah. Now I can so understand cool. um, the scripture. The scripture that's coming to me is like, you know, Jesus didn't do or say anything that he didn't, you know, see his father doing or hear his father right. say. And kind of like mm-hmm. that, it's like moving with him and like experiencing yeah. his heart, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. his heart for yes. uh, people and just for the environment around me, nature, just, yeah. you know, simple things. It's yeah. like even yeah. it's hard for like an insect or something. It's, it's really cool. Mm. But it's, well, I um, tell you, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And to have is. that kind of feeling. I, I don't mm. know. I couldn't even describe it, but I, I guess as close as I could come to was what that, I heard that girl say about autism is that how she wasn't just looking at the environment. She was a part of, of everything. She was a part of the creation, you know? Yes. Yeah, I didn't have words for it either. That that just really puts it in perspective. Yeah. It's really hard yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I had a really interesting experience. I used to be work with another person who was autistic. Autistic. So I remember one day, now this is pretty odd, and then I guess it could explain like what this girl was saying. So I could say I actually uh, can uh, attest to what she's saying is must be true. Because I was working with uh, a young lady, I think she was about 12 or 13 at the time. And so I had her outside and um, all of the teachers and People were outside with the kids. We only had like two or three kids per classroom. And so um, I, with her, she, I was one-on-one. So it was just me and her. And so um, I remember one day she used to love to swing. Like she would get on a swing and she would swing so high. I mean, I would be like, oh, Lord, please don't let something happen. I mean, <laughs> I've just never seen anybody swing like that. I mean, she would get on a swing, and she would just swing so high. And I would think, like, oh, Lord, you know, and everybody says, she's going to be fine. She does that all the time. I was like, okay. So one day I had this pain. Now, this this kind of goes into play with what that person said they felt. So one day I had this pain in my fingers. My fingers were cramping up. Now, mind you, I'm at the other end of the playground. I would say probably, I don't know. I am not good with dimensions. But let's say if this place was a block, you're on a half a block, okay? And she's on one side of the half a block. I'm on the other side. I was on the other side of the half a block at a table. And remember, I'm telling you, she's swinging like so high. So she's over there swinging away. So I'm over here. Guys, I'm not exaggerating. This is the truth. I'm sitting over at the table, table, a half a block from her, watching her swing. All of a sudden, she jumps off the swing. She runs over to me and grabs my hand and starts to massage it. I was like, do you all see this? This girl didn't know my hand was hurting. 
This girl couldn't mm. even really see me do anything. But something in the atmosphere triggered her to run off of that because I had a relationship with her because um, she was pretty combative with other people. I never had her hit me. I never had her attack me. I've seen her attack other people. And I think what it was, people had said things about her. She was like, what do you call it, call it um, non-communicative. So she didn't talk. Um, she just made this squealing noise. She didn't talk. But she could hear. <laughs> she knew. And she knew people by their spirit. And so I never had her attack me. I never had her do not, not one thing to me. She was always just very, like, gracious to me as far as she could be, you know. I mean, I never had felt threatened because people would say, watch out, she, she might attack you. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I don't sense that she would attack me. And so here I'm with this individual, and I'm, I actually was like, God, what is, what, what is with this? This girl felt in the atmosphere that I was in pain. She couldn't even see that I was in pain. She jumps off of a swing and runs to me and grabs my hand and starts massaging and rubbing my fingers. So isn't that amazing? So that's almost like God, you know, I think about how God sees us. Like he knows when we're hurting. He knows when we're in pain. He can feel it. What does the word say about him being touched? You know, how how he knows about the feelings of, of our infirmity. He knows. So it's almost like that kind of like where I see you at with God, like so intertangled and in, intertwined with him that you are a part of, what does it say? Because in him we live and move and have our very being. Yes. So awesome. So, I mean... I don't know, I just had to say that because that's kind of like what I saw, like how she could feel me. She could feel Mm -hmm. what was going on with me. She was so, I don't know, entwined with what was going on in, in the environment, like what that girl said. She was like, I'm not just here watching and seeing like you, you do. I'm in, I'm encompassed. In this environment, in the world, in creation, yes, and that's yes. why, and that's why we react the way we do. She said, "Is because sometimes that can be a little overwhelming." Yes, isn't that amazing? Mhm. Yes, those those are great um, visuals for me um, because I, yeah, I yes. often just you know mm-hmm. like no one understands. Wow. Yeah, and so it just kind of got into the place where I just talked to God about it. You know, he's just become <laughs> my best friend, and, you know, he sticks closer than a brother. Um, but, yeah, he's, yeah, just seeing things and feeling, sensing. It's, really, it's, it's his heart. It's his heart. 
that I'm experiencing. But yeah. Mm. Awesome. Mm. But, and uh, I really enjoyed your word because <laughs> kind of got convicted, Angela Joy, because he told me, I think it was, I would say two or three weeks ago, um, to stake out the property and <laughs> anoint it. Yes, he did. And I have not done it yet. And actually, this morning, he brought it to mind again. Um, but I don't have anything right now to do it. So I think that was more <laughs> just remind you know, it was just confirmation for me. You know? Wow. And when you're talking about obedience, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I need to do, I need to do that. So that was just him speaking through you tonight, confirming some things. Wow. You're welcome. I just felt I didn't really have anything to say tonight. And so I was like, what do you want me to say? (laughs) I really, I get on here and I'm like, I I, I try to just say what I feel like God is speaking to me to tell people or to share. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with just, things that I am experiencing during that week or that day. And, um, but when I got on here with that, I didn't even know what I was going to say. And then I just started talking about that. And then as I was talking, I did feel that God says, there's somebody on here that needs to hear this. So then again, it's back to what you were saying about this, this relationship and this thing that you have going on with God right now is that basically whatever he wants you to know, he's going to get it to you because you're you're entertained you're intertangled and you know interwined with him and and what he wants for you and he's going to use whatever he can to get to you and to get that information to you to convey yes this is me and this is what I'm speaking to you so I really felt that well, it's this was for somebody tonight. Oh, it, it, I mean, everything he said was, like, confirming, and he was definitely speaking through you to me personally. I'm sure there's wow. probably others, but for me personally, it, it, yeah, I knew, I knew it was God's voice. So it's like, I hear yeah, you, Papa. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, you like know, I said, I've had those things a little while, and it's just interesting that, you know, now that you're in that place with God, that this was the night that he that He had me do it and release it. Because mm-hmm. I've had the instruments to do this for a little while, and we've been doing this for a little while. We've already gone to, let's see, one, two, three border. Let's see. Come let's see. Yeah, we've done, like, three borders now and she gave this to us you know we were talking about it and we got this the things to do it with oh, a little while ago but I never felt led to really I mentioned it last time but some reason God just told me today to do it you know and after you know he had me do it you know we just confirmed that yes I was supposed to do it and now you're confirming again why oh, yeah. I was supposed to do it. 
So I heard you, you were talking about, you were saying you were filling something with oil. Well, I used uh, oil. oil. I prayed over. Mhm. Mhm. I prayed over. We prayed over oil. Mhm. And she gave gave us. Well, what we you know I don't know if I well I guess I could talk about it because anyway we have this. Uh, we're just going to the county lines and we are speaking and doing communion and staking the ground with oil with uh, anointed oil. And um, I don't know. She just—I mean, we've been talking about yeah. this for a while, you know, with this situation uh-huh. with our county. And um, interesting. It broke my yeah. It broke my heart the other day when um, I can't remember. I told one of the ladies who goes with us. I told her to send it to me, but she didn't. I didn't get it yet. So um, she was just telling me uh or telling us yesterday when we went out her daughter is like one of the um teachers in the school system here and um you know they were just talking about the different things that are going on with children i mean i live in a sort of like you know kind of rural i mean so like i said it's small i mean we've got 11,000 people in one town and you know the other town I think has about 17 there's other little town next to us has probably a couple thousand. So, I mean, but they all, all these kids, well, there's two separate school systems, but um, this one particular town, um, her daughter was just saying how it's just gotten horrible in the classrooms as far as, you know, just the kids just, they're so lost with, you know, with the the homes are so, I don't know. It's just uh, something she mentioned, and I, I wanted her to send them to me that um, that happened. You know, with some of the things with the kids going on around here, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It's just like you don't even—I mean, if some of us are just oblivious to what's going on in our community, um, you know, uh, kids wanting to, you know, act a certain way, and the teachers have to abide by it. I mean, if little Johnny wants to come in there and just say, for instance, I know there's been on the internet about somebody wanting to be a cat in the classroom. So, you know, the child can come in the classroom and um, meow like a cat and you would be stepping on his rights as a, as, as an individual to say, you can't come in here and meow and expect for me to be able to teach you. Well, no, you're interfering with his right to be who he is. You know, just ridiculous stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they were just saying how that kind of stuff has gotten up in here. You know, just, I mean, like, just crazy stuff. And, I, you know, I was thinking about it, I said, some things, examples she'd given. I was like, so many of us, we just, we're not aware of what's going on in our communities and how to, to pray uh, against these spirits that are just trying to literally take over, you know. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I mean, I don't know if you saw that, but I think it was on the, I don't know, somebody put it on the Internet, and I saw that this kid wanted to come to school and meow like a cat and sit up in the classroom, would not answer questions, would not communicate. They just want to meow like a cat, and the parents got upset because, you know, 
if he wants little Johnny wants to come in and do this, then he's perfectly should be able to do this perfectly well because you know it would be infringing on his rights as an individual to say he can't do that. Wow, is that bizarre or is that bizarre? Yes. <laughs> wow. You know, wow. and um, it's just a crazy world out there. Yes. It's a crazy world. And um, so, you know, we've been praying, and you probably heard what I said about, you know, this whole area used to be like organized crime in this little area uh, mm-hmm. with uh, different things. And um, I know it's spiritual. There are a lot of things that, you know, I when I first moved here, this is just how bad this was, guys. When I first moved here, I used to do PR for a local TV station, So, and I did some on-air programming. But before I started doing that, I would go around through the area, and I just got to meet so many people, just talk to them about doing advertising, being, you know, PR stuff. This lady, she was a Christian lady. She actually owned, like, a low-powered TV station here. And um, she had me doing, you know, different things, and I would do, like, a morning show with somebody and, you know, I would go out and speak to people. And I found out so much about the community when I moved here that people who even lived here, some of them didn't even know. But I heard a lot of people when I traveled around in this community that when they were growing up, like, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, how people would just, if they wanted somebody dead, I mean, they could just drive up to somebody's house. And this one lady told me she saw people literally drive up to someone's home And the person came to the door. They were in a black car. They just shot them, mowed them down with the gun, got in the car, Mm -hmm. drove off, and you never heard anything else about it. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what went on in this area for a long time. And, um, you know, even recent, not recent, recent, but since I've been here, I mean, I've, people have blown up in boats, you know, they, you know, they were like involved with something and court date was coming. And next thing you know, the the boat, they were out on a lake and the boat just mysteriously blew up. You hear anything else about it? Mm-hmm. No, not really. <laughs> so, um, I don't, so anyway, that's kind of like what we're doing. We're just cleaning the blood and, Reclaiming the land that, you know, anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's got to, you know, it, it gets a little yeah. weird. People are like, yeah, really, where is she? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're ministering. Well, anyway, it's just yeah. basically like, you know, we have authority. That's what God is kind of, you know, and what happened to me after I did that little thing, what I did today and walking into my house and seeing, you know, 714 on the clock when I walked in the door. Then I went back out and I did communion on the property, borders where I had placed the, the oil. When I walked back in, right after I got in, it switched right to 721. So I knew God was saying something to me. And... Mm-hmm. I know he was speaking, and I I know he was confirming because, like I said, I started out and to do it, and I got a little 
annoyed <laughs> because I was like, oh, I'm trying to do something. And, you know, but it was almost like God said I had, it was perfect timing. She had, my neighbor had to be at the edge of my property when I walked out there. Had she not been there, when I got back in here, it wouldn't have been 714. It would have been earlier. But because she was at the edge of my property, when I walked out the door to do what God had instructed me to do, she delayed it and caused the time to pass so that when I walked back in, God knew the timing that he would confirm with me about Second Chronicles 714. Yeah. It was amazing. It was absolutely uh, amazing. I mean, I immediately I knew that it was God. Yes. And then when I went back again, I didn't even think about it. I walked back in. Seven more minutes had passed. It was 721. Three seven. I love it when he speaks. Yes. Absolutely amazing. I'm just like, and then it was, and it as I had been talking about how we're all intertwined with each other's purpose. You were involved, Jennifer, and you didn't even know. Because I've had that opportunity to do this week, for weeks now. I didn't feel led mm-hmm. to do it until today. Today is when you have been feeling this, and it's like I had to come on and confirm this thing of feeling, you know, it's just amazing. And about and you saying what God had already told you to do. I didn't I know that. About it for a few weeks. I hadn't thought about it for a few weeks until this morning, and it was just like a tap on the shoulder, like a quick, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to do that. But, I mean, I think the importance of it or the timing of it, um, I don't think it was coincidence that you were talking about it tonight because I feel like really in my spirit it's like, okay, you need to do this like ASAP. So for some reason, you know, it's timing with things. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, because I hadn't said, I mean, I didn't feel led to do it until today. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. I know. Praise he's, God. He's just such an awesome God. I mean, guys, y'all listening, I we serve an awesomely amazing God. There's nothing he doesn't know. There isn't anything he's not involved with. Right. I was shocked that you were talking about that. <laughs> just like wow wow well you got your confirmation girl you better get busy I did, <laughs> I did. thank you thank you're you. welcome and you know however God leads you to do it I don't know what he's telling you to do or how to do it um, we, we just I mean what we've done to with her um, well there's a group of us um, um, so the last time I went, well, the first time we went to the first border of our county, there was a quite a few of us because the people from the other county, they have a prayer network there. 
and you know they believe. I mean, we're the we're a little odd group in here because from because of where we are, you know, it's traditional. It's you know it's denominational. We're we're outside of the box, and this lady has experienced a lot of persecution from people who she's connected with a mainstream church. It's not Pentecostal. It doesn't believe in the gifts. So and she she's different and she does this outside of, you know, the church that she's a part of. And so there's been some, you know, there's been some problems. But there's also a group of of us on the other side on this other county. So they met with us the first time and um you know, you could just feel the presence of God. And actually mm-hmm. at each place there's been water. And um I, I just think that's significant. It's not that this last time we planned to be near water. We didn't even really know there was water there. Where we saw the we actually it's just amazing how God has set this thing up. She actually gone somewhere and saw a, a picture of the state of Georgia, uh, not well, not state of Georgia, but our county, and it it pinpointed all of these places and how she find found out that each one of these counties it ended up being seven counties, and um, so we we didn't know this last time we went, we didn't know there was water near there. So when I went, I felt led to go to the water. It was like just a few yards down and I walked back to the water and I crossed over and um, I just think this this water thing is significant with what we're doing too. But however God, you know, leads you to do it, I mean, we just, you know, I don't know if there's anybody else that you connect with or but, you know, we're a little odd but, you know, <laughs> we're really odd. But, um, no. you know, it's okay. I don't yeah. mind. I'm, I'm used to being odd. Yeah. Yeah, now he reminded me like years ago. Um, I think I can't remember what they're called. I think they're used for tiles, but um, you got you know you can get a pack of like a hundred of them at the uh, hardware store for a few dollars, and um, you know they're white. And you take a um, I guess a wire cutters, and I would clip uh-huh. them. So we made like little crosses, and you know I had hundreds of these in a in a mason jar and he would have me like pray over certain areas of the city and drop them, wow. leave them especially the high places that were mm-hmm. you know known for witchcraft and things like that but as you were right. talking um, he brought that back to mind um, yeah I think God is doing I think he's speaking tonight I don't know who's appointed mm-hmm. and being called to do this but I do believe there is something going on that God, there's somebody out here, and I know Jennifer, you are definitely one of them, but who needs to hear this? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. There's yeah, a lot of witchcraft in our area too, as well. Yes, he's definitely moving. His spirit's moving. I felt that today as I was out with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, I know that. We have a lot of vacant property, of course. It's not really, it's vacant. It's owned by someone. But I, well, 
someone recently had told me about them knowing of sacrifices um, that have been mm-hmm. done, you know, by witches in the area. And um, so, you know, yeah, it's out there, especially if you're in an area where there's a lot of open property and stuff, open land. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely so. I mean, the enemy is busy raising his kingdom, believe me. And we have to be busy doing what God has assigned us to do. And um, so, yeah, I believe definitely you needed to be the one that needed to do this tonight. Yes, thank you very much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, praise God. Thank God. He knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. Is there anything you want in particular, uh, in uh, prayer for in particular? I'm very blessed. I'm just still smiling. Amen. Well, thank you. Smiling. <laughs> I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Yes. All right. Yeah, well, Jennifer, wonderful. you have a wonderful week. And, um, I don't talk to you all. I'm like I plan on going out of town, so I hope you all have a safe rest of the week and through because what next weekend is Labor Day weekend. End of oh, our wow. summer. Yeah, yes. end of our summer. Be safe. Safe travels. All right, thank you. You be blessed. So glad to hear God is really speaking and can't wait yes. to hear what He's going to tell you to do next. <laughs> I know. It's exciting. <laughs> I know it is. All you right. Do. Well, you be blessed. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy your week. You too. Good night. All right, then. Good night. Amen. God is so awesome. He's got me smiling. All right, let's go to 404-453. This is Angela Joy. Who next to you? Hi, Joy. This is Madeline. How are you? Hi, Madeline. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. I am doing I am doing, you know, as well as God would want me to be. <laughs> All right. That's let's amazing. pray for you. God okay. is amazing. God is amazing. God is amazing. Father God, we just thank you for Madeline's and tonight. Glory be to God. We just thank you for the networking in the spirit realm. We just thank you for networking, spirit, spiritual networking. I just saw as I was talking to you, like, you know, you can see, like, somebody will have a map and um, they'll, I don't know, where did I see this at? Where they'll have, like, different communication lines all across the map and, mm-hmm. um pinpointed here, pinpointed there, this is connecting here, this is connecting there. And when you started to talk, I saw like this 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 map of networking, of communication across and around you. Uh that God is opening up networking for you in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. I don't know so much if it means uh actual manifested real thing or is this just a spiritual thing that God is doing this in the spirit realm that very well could manifest in the natural and so Lord we just thank you for that that you have positioned her to network the things of God and you positioned her to network through the spirit realm uh, to see the manifestation of things that 
not only has she believed for, but things that you would want to have manifested for the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. I just see, you know, there's a busyness of the network. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, let her tap in to this thing, and whether it be spiritual or the spiritual becoming natural, uh, let it be. We call it forth in Jesus' name that you would be glorified, that you would be honored, that she would be um, an example and a conduit to get the things that God wants to have transmitted, huh, my God, to the places, the people, and the things that will benefit for the kingdom of God. We thank you, God, as you exalt and raise her to a place of um, networking that will influence the very atmosphere of those that she's connected with. And like I said, uh, God, I don't know if this is spiritual, I don't know if this is physical, but God, we thank you for what you're doing in her life as she connects spiritually, networking the things of God. And we give you glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. So how are you, Madeline? Good. Um, Well, um, you know, as I always do, God, help me to come on and and then listen in your word was so inspiring because I, too, uh, was before the Lord and uh, he was telling me to step outside. (laughs) Mm. I didn't. I didn't step outside. I said, "You did sorry. You didn't step so outside." So I got the distraction. Yeah. <laughs> and everything you were saying about the land and speaking over and and uh, what God is doing, we really got to be about His business to obey, and that's exactly what my prayer was today, Lord, let me just obey you in confidence and moving on more um, and praying and getting in place to intercede and stand and uh, believe him. And uh, exactly what you were seeing was uh, networking. It's also, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's in the spirit, but it's also in the natural because he has had me to connect with some people now because he said it's now uh, that he's doing the work to get the word out in in mm-hmm. the spirit and well on earth in the kingdom because it's, it's sad that um, we're falling away from the, the mannerism, the teaching of Christ. It's about mm-hmm. everything else other than him, and this mm-hmm. is not right. And um, and you know, drawing back, and yeah, you was talking about the land, the witches, things are going on. And if you're in tune with him, you can feel it, you can see it. Um, and it's it was almost like saying, "Oh Lord." Um, is there anybody out there, you know, anything that um, that uh, what you're doing, you know, sometimes it's like a lonely place or, you know, the trust or things. But no, that's not true. We have to 
open our mouth and speak it. We have to stand on the word of what God has said and know it and be into him because he's worthy of our praise Mm -hmm. and being still to obey him, especially in these times now. Um, It's just so much getting away. And like you said about even in the church, I've I've never seen so much discord, uh, uh, division, and uh, world stuff in his house. You know, um, so, yeah, we got to be about his business. And uh, what you were saying was right on point, just exactly. And the message, too, that you went through today, that distraction and somebody, what's she doing? Well, where are they at? And why about, you know, but uh, (laughs) it's just keep it moving. It just really keep it moving. So you are so right. It was amazing, though. Even with the distraction, it was amazing that Mm -hmm. it was like God just used it to even set the time for what he wanted me to see when I I mean, it was almost like what we often say, even though delayed is not denied. So there was a delay, but Mm -hmm. it, it didn't. Stop God from That's speaking. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, because I was like, I mean, I was like, what? You know, like, I mean, I just didn't expect mm-hmm. when I walked out to see her at the edge of my property. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, where, you know, right where I was going to do what I, you know, this prophetic thing, she was there mm-hmm. and she's like, but it was almost, it was like, God, I just kept it moving and, you know, yeah. and I just. Yeah. I walked right back in the house, and it was seven fourteen, and I knew God was speaking. All right then, mm. you know. That's amazing. So, That's awesome. That was, That's that was really awesome. It yeah. is. It's, it's about His business, and uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, because I did ask Him. I said. Lord, did you have something that you want me to know to confirm? I said I I just. I just want to know, and so so it's coming up. There were some other things going on, and uh, he, when I looked on my phone, you know, you were on, and and uh, he said Nicole, and I did, and and as always, when I had time to call in, I hear wonderful messages where he always answered, but. Even, you know, the personalized, uh, what God is saying in your life. So I'm truly grateful and thankful that God has his people. We're, we're connected. We're all around. And um, we, can, we can call and, you know, and be encouraged, you know, by him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thank God for you and, and Randy and the AGN and all the members and the saints of God that are enduring and standing uh, for Mm -hmm. his righteousness and his love for us all, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, well, you know, that was right on. Amen. Well, I'm glad because, like I said, I got on here, I was like, okay, 
And it's every time. He's like, okay, God, what are you going to say tonight? You know, I'm as, you know, you know, waiting for what God to say, just like you all are. Because I'm like, what's he going to say tonight? You know, because I didn't really have anything planned. Um, and um, But I knew that what he said and what he did earlier today was something that he didn't do it just for me. He did it for me to share with others to encourage them to know that, um, you know, God has us on assignment. We all have an assignment. And it's not just about us. It's Mm -hmm. about what God wants to accomplish in and through us. And Mm -hmm. just be obedient. Just be obedient. There's a blessing in it. There's a blessing in it. And, um, you know, for the first time in a long time, I felt like, Okay, God, uh, I'm I'm ready to like see what you want to do mm-hmm. as far as somebody in my life that I can share this with. Because I'm sort of like, yeah, I've been so yeah. I've been so content with just being by myself. And you know, yeah. sometimes I think it, it. I just want what <laughs> God wants, and so it's like mm-hmm. um, I'm at that point now. I think you know, whatever God yeah. wants to do, I'll be satisfied with it anyway. But you know, I'm just. Today, I just thought, you know, God, you're doing something, and I don't know. It seems like it's something I need to share with somebody else. So, anyway, y'all pray I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did because I know exactly how you were feeling. You get to another another point, is even as Christ did, and Moses and all those of Abraham that had that moment. Okay, now, which way to go? Well, what you want me to do? And along the way, he's watching and listening. And so when you said, I just I just need to share this with somebody else. Today. And uh, I was listening on the other end. I said, it was me. <laughs> and then Jennifer was on. And then she was saying the same thing, you know, like she, today, mm-hmm. you know. But I just knew it was, mm-hmm. I mean, because. I mean, I just, I just knew God was saying this is, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't had, I didn't have any plans on sharing this, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, it was perfect. It was right. It just uh, had me just, Amen, Lord, Amen, because sometimes you could just, you know, just wanna hide your head under the covers or go, oh, no, well, what else is not that? We're bold in mind and the things of God. And the love that we have for him is growing more and more. And you do. You want to be that light. And, and you want to have your ear to his heart to uh, fulfill the assignment. Um, and that was another thing that you said, because he had me on this assignment. And um, sometimes... Um, you know, you, you're balancing out, uh, okay, I know I need to do this, and then you do get distracted. But, but he puts you right back on the path. And right. and it's been encouraging others that, no, don't give up. You, you stay the straight now. It's okay. You, you, yeah. you, you're right there. Yeah. So that is good, Joy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That's very encouraging to everyone because, you know, the enemy will try to lure you off away from what your assignment mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's yeah. very important that you know that, you know, you are hearing from the Lord so that when the enemy comes and tries to sidetrack you, yeah, you yeah. won't fall for it. You know, That's right. it was it, it was amazing. I can say that not at the last place that we went in the county, but the the time before, I mm-hmm. mentioned it. I think um, we were out, mm-hmm. and it began. So right as we got to the place where we were supposed to stake the territory and pray over the border, a storm mm-hmm. blew in, mm-hmm. and it began mm-hmm. to. Lightning, lightning and mm-hmm. thunder, and mm-hmm. it was like we knew. So the ladies that I mentioned that sort of started this, I was sitting in the car with her because I met her at a certain point, and then we were going to drive down the road to the to the line that the Lord had showed her to pray, and then we were waiting mm-hmm. on two other individuals. And right as I got in the car with her. She, the this dark cloud just blew in, and mm. she said out of the corner of her eye, she saw something fall to the ground that was black, like a bird. Wow. It fell wow. to the ground. And so she, I, I didn't see it, but I saw the dark cloud, and she said, I just saw out of the corner of my eye, like mm. this black bird just fell to the ground. And she says, I really feel like the enemy is trying to hinder us from going to the border to pray. And mm-hmm. as she was saying that, it, the wind started blowing. It was lightning. Mm-hmm. It was thundering. Mm-hmm. And we made up in our mind we were not going to leave without doing what we had been assigned to do. Amen. So then the other two oh. people came, and we went to the, the line where the Lord had told us to go. And um, as we got out of the car, it was like the Lord held back the rain. It was lightning and thundering. But here we are. Mm. Here we are out on the side of the road. (laughs) It's lightning and thundering. And Mm -hmm. we're just saying, the enemy, you're not going to stop us. We're not going to stop. So we, we completed what God told us to do. And as soon as we did, it started drooling. But as soon as we got back in the car, it just began to pour rain. And then I told her, I said, while we were standing there, I just felt like mm-hmm. the angels were, and it was yeah. a, it was war going on in the heavenlies to try to mm. detour us from doing what mm. God had told us to do. Just like today, when I walked out, yeah. it was like that a distraction was there to try to hinder me from doing mm-hmm. what God had laid in my spirit to do because I could have done it any other time, but I didn't feel led by the spirit to do it, but I felt led today. I, I didn't even verbalize it. So it was like, I, you know, I sometimes will just say it out loud. I didn't say it. And I just knew that at seven o'clock I was going out. So at seven, I went out. When I went out, she was there. And again, just like it was the other day, it was a distraction but in spite of it, we just pressed on through. In spite of it, I just spoke kindly to her, told her what I was doing, and moved on. 
And when I walked in the house, it was like confirmation. God had told me, he showed me, yes, this was it. That's so people, don't, don't think that the enemy is not going to try to distract you. Don't think that the enemy is not going to try to sidetrack you from doing what God has assigned you to do. Actually, that's just confirmation yeah. that God has assigned you to do something when distractions come. Amen. It was it was obvious mm-hmm. to me that this is something God wanted to have accomplished. And um mm-hmm. anyway, um it was something that God wanted accomplished, but the enemy was trying to bring a distraction. That yeah. we just have to press on in spite of mm. what distractions might arise. That's, we just have to do what we have been called to do. I mean, it's actually, like I said, confirmation that God has called That's you to do it when you see the distractions coming. I, um, as you were talking, uh, Joy, I, I see, you were talking, I see two big, giant uh, clusters of grapes over your door, you know, each time in the fruit of the spirit, it just said, but they're grapes, they're big clusters <laughs> hanging from oh, on the front door by God is just pleased with you, pleased with you of your boldness and your love for him and for people to get it. So that's what I see when you were talking in that. <laughs> well, it's funny though, I don't know if you could hear me, but I just went out the door. <laughs> As you were saying that, I well, I was I was actually standing in my doorway. <laughs> yeah, I saw a light coming, and I was like, "What is that?" So I went to the door, and I was actually, as you were speaking that word, I was standing, standing in my doorway. They were on the well, top but, of the corners of your front door, like huge clusters, tight, you know, clusters of grapes. Well, praise Jesus. I'm receiving every benefit and every blessing. I'm, I'm expecting. You know, I, I am, you know, I am uh, convinced that, when God instructs us to do something and we are obedient to do mm-hmm. it, that he mm-hmm. does have something for us. And that's yes. just the enemy not wanting us to have it, the distractions that come, but we press through the distractions so that we can access mm-hmm. what God is bringing our way. And that's the whole thing, you know. Um, so that's praise God. Well, thank you for that. Amen. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love you. Well, like I said, I said, network, and God is, I just believe it is, you know, you've already said basically it's physical and it's spiritual, this network that God is Mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Love you. You're welcome. Anything else? No, that's it. Let's just keep on doing the work and uh, keep walking in this love and loving one another. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for your genuineness and love for the body and, and people that you intercede for that uh, they have not a clue. So I thank you. I love you. 
appreciate I love you, you and and uh, uh, PGN and everybody. You're all awesome and amazing. <laughs> well, God is amazing, you know. So when we're connected mm-hmm. with Him, we just can yep. we can expect amazing things. Yep. <laughs> All right, my sister, stay blessed and hope to talk to you again soon. You too, Joy. Bye. All right, then. All right, good night. Good night. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so let's go here to 504282. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Hi, Nicole from Louisiana. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing well. God is good. He is a uh, faithful God. Glory be to God. Well, let's just pray over you, uh, Nicole. Father, we just thank you for Nicole from Louisiana and... Um, Glory be to God. Thank you for the, the fire of God that um, she is, um, it's like I see you looking at, at fire, and it's almost like the the fire, not only does it bring warmth, and but this fire, you, you're, you're gazing into it uh, as if you know that it is, it is a light that is going to enlighten you. And uh, not only does, you know, because fire has different benefits of having a fire. I mean, when it's cold, we have a fire to keep us warm. You know, we use fire to enlighten and to show us a way. We have fire even to fight off enemies. <laughs> so fire has different effects and works differently in different circumstances. And it's almost like I can see that you're looking into this fire as you know that this fire does have many purposes, the fire of God in your life, it has a place of many uh, of many ways of operating in your life. And it's almost like you have an awareness that this fire not only enlightens you and shows you ways through darkness, it also gives you an assurance of, of um, warmth when things are rough and cold, but it also is enlightenment, and it also will wage war against the enemy, the fire of God on your life, that fire that you are in fellowship with. It's a good fire. It's a fire that God has given and has placed in your life that will cause you to go into places and do things that otherwise you couldn't. So, Lord, we just thank you for the fire that she's in relationship with. It's the fire of God. And we thank you, Lord, that she will hold close and hold dear the tool that God has given her, that in different circumstances and situations, this fire is going to operate just in the appropriate way it should, whether it be to warm her heart when things are cold, whether it's to enlighten her when she can't see her way, and also to give her a signal to the enemy that she has the fire of God on her life. So, Lord, we thank you because you are a many-faceted God. 
You are a God who uh, takes on shape and form to combat anything the enemy would try to come our way, and you're there to warm us when life is cold, and you're there to show us the way when the life when life looks dark and gloomy. So, Lord, we thank you. Ha! That Nicole understands the fire of God. She understands the point that God is trying to make in her life when he's showing her the darkness is not to be afraid of because she has the light of God. That her heart can be warmed by the things of God. And that when the enemy comes to wage war, she has a weaponry of warfare through the fire of God. We thank you, God, tonight as you continue to show her and direct her and to guide her into all truth. And we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you. You still there? Thank you. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, your phone kind of faded away. Yeah, sorry. I had a call that came through. But, yes, um, I I received that word. And I, um, you know, I really do, I do really feel like I'm in that season where, you know, God is is reminding me of his, his, um, his presence in my life. And, And I think the fire is definitely, um, you know, perfect in that reflection because, you know, I've just been um, relying on him in every every circumstance, every mm-hmm. area of my life, um, especially, you know, just recently. Um, from parenting to work, you know, it's been mm-hmm. um, a tough couple of weeks, a few weeks, I would say, but... Um, you know, I, I know God has been with me and he's been giving me favor and authority in different areas and um, and even comfort. Uh, today, actually, you know, I felt like I needed that, that comfort, that warmth you were talking about from the fire, mm-hmm. the fire of God. So that was um, definitely a great reminder to me. Thanks, God. Yeah. Hey, you know, Cole, these words come out, I'll be like, what are you saying, God? When you know the warmth of God is there, He's He's there to warm you. When when life is cold, when it's hard, you know you have the fire. I mean, because you think about fire, we usually think about fire in one aspect. You know that fire is hot and right. burning. You know <laughs> that's right. usually you know how we look at fire. Hey, fire is hot; it burns. You don't want to get burned. Stay away from fire. But it was, and when I started to talk, I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, yes, and then you yes, start yes. to look at the aspect, it's like God is a consuming fire. And then we have to realize that God is not like what we see in the natural. And he's always yes. encompassing. He's, he's many faceted. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. aspects and facets of God in our life and how he operates. So, yes, he is that fire that warms us when life is cold, like you were just saying. Because yeah. I was like, what is this? You know? But then mm-hmm. you're saying you were going through this, you know, this time where you needed to know the warmth 
of God, you know, to yeah. to to warm this cold place. My God, that oh, glory. Mm, thank you, yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Oh, I I love that. And then you know, just to know that He's that that fire that will it'll run the enemy off. Like what we we're talking about, you know, when 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 the enemy comes and 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 it's it sees that the power of God is there in your life. He'll he'll kind of back mm-hmm. off like the fire yeah. of God is there. I better reverence. I better back up because the fire yeah. of God is there. And then not only that, he'll be the fire that will part the darkness so that you can see. You can see God and discern that was awesome word. I like that myself. Jesus, I've never. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> no, it's true. You know, we, I think, I think a lot of times we get used to um, relying on and um, asking God, asking of God in one way, right? And, right. And we need that reminder that he can be everything. He can be yes. so many different things to us in our time of need. And um, yes, we can use him in all ways and always, um, you know, he can be everything for us. And I think we get yes. so fixated on the one way, right, uh, mm-hmm. that we can rely on him. Um, but he, he can surely he can meet all our needs. Um, so that's yep. it. it is. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank God for that. That just really touched me because I was like, wow, God, you know, what are you saying? And I just feel like I've been in a place today where God has just surprised me in so many ways today. You know, he just Mm -hmm. really, he's, I mean, he's just, and so now, you know, when you start to see things and God is beginning to reveal things to you and, and you see things that you didn't even expect to see because God showed up. It's like it, it builds your faith that you can actually just expect the totally unexpected to happen for you. Yeah. It builds mm-hmm. your faith, you know, the encouragement to know that, God, if you did this, you can do that. And um, right. so that it's really encouraged me today in some things that I've been asking God about and it, wanting to see what God's saying about them, some things. So today, after seeing him move the way he did with some situations, it's so encouraging. And uh, like with that, with you, you know, it's just so encouraging because God is letting us know that there's nothing that gets by him. There isn't anything he doesn't see, you know. Amen. And there isn't anything he doesn't have an answer for. And so... um, when you know when God speaks like that, it it just builds our faith, and uh, of course we're on a faith journey, and uh, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. You know some things that we see, they're not really what they appear to be. You know mm-hmm. in the natural, and the enemy wants us to focus on what we see in the natural, and not what God is speaking to us in our spirit man. So. This has been encouraging for me today. It's been a very encouraging day. Amen. 
Amen. Well, anything else you wanted to? Yeah, you're welcome. Anything else and anything you want to share? Um, I would say just, you know, prayer for strength this week. I'm feeling very tired um, this week. And it's mainly just, you know, kind of physical, just in the natural, um, you know, my natural body and hormones and stuff like that. But I just know I'm going to need some strength, a quick reset <laughs> so I can be ready for the week. So just pray yeah. for uh, energy. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for, um, let me just ask you, do you take any Anything for, you know, like natural supplements or anything? I do take, um, I take vitamins. Um, so I take that and sometimes when I'm like low in energy, I'll take like B12 supplements. Um, mm-hmm. But that's about, that's about it. I just bought some omega-3 um, that I need to take, but those are the only supplements that I take. Okay. Well, I just, felt led to tell you like you know just kind of saturate your body with just hydrate hydrate a lot yeah hydrate Mm -hmm. and and um you know get rest as much as you can because you know my find that Mm -hmm. the the time when the enemy comes in to really attack me is when I don't get sleep like I need to and Mm -hmm. um it just seems like that just opens the door for the enemy just to try to drain me. So I have to really watch yeah. that because, and especially with me, with the hours that I work, um, it's, um, it can be, I, I used to work to like 1 a.m., but I don't work to 1 a.m. anymore. And um, I work four 10-hour days that we're finished by 11, but I'm so used to, you know, to have been staying up till 1 a.m. and not going to bed till 2 or 3 so I have to really watch it. And then I noticed that I had done a fast. And last week when I did this fast, I, it was a it was a supernatural fast. Because um, I was telling the callers last week, God woke me up like 2 or 3 in the morning and said, I'm calling you to a fast. And mm-hmm. I had never had that happen to me. I mean, literally just woke me up. And I heard the spirit of God telling me, I am calling you to a fast. And I tell you, uh, Nicole, I, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I never hungered on the fast. I mean, it was like I was mm-hmm. full the whole time. And then on the third day, it was like the enemy, there it was with my sleep. I lost sleep, and he began to like, you know, I couldn't even comprehend what the people were saying on the phone and I was like because I think I had gotten like two maybe three hours of sleep the night before because I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. what happened but it was like the enemy came on that third day to like attack me so I said Lord and I Mm -hmm. was only you know only had water and I said Lord I just need something to kind of get me so I said I'm gonna have a sip of coffee and I think that was all I had up until I was supposed to end the fast like at 6, and I ended up not ending the fast until maybe 10, 11, or something like that. But I never, it was like I knew the enemy had attacked me from my lack of rest Mm -hmm. on that third day. And so I just want to say be careful with that. If if you can see if you can get more rest, hydrate, Mm -hmm. because the enemy 
he finds a door in there to try to drain you. And um, yes. I'll be honest with you, when I don't when I don't get sleep, sometimes I, I it's almost like I can't even sleep straight. You know, and that's just your natural yes. body not being able yes. to function because it's been designed, you know, to function a certain way. So, but anyway, so Lord, we just thank you for that for Nicole as uh, you will. Um, Make her mindful of that and have her to, to, you know, remember that and to um, seek you and your ways and your direction. And, Lord, we thank you as you get her through this. My God, thank you for power from on high to just be downloaded in her so she will have strength to press on and to be um, filled with your presence. To endure the journey in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, I'll share the blessing. I'll share. He 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 led you right because I have not been getting good sleep. So I I'll take heed to that word. <laughs> oh okay yeah and like I know how it it just rose up in me about the sleep and you know yeah so you need to. And I think, you know, because that's when the enemy tries to really mess with us when he knows there's something not quite right or we're not getting what we need. So it's like a door. Mm-hmm. He's hanging around trying to find a way in. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. All well, right. Thank you so much. You bless. Bless you. You're I welcome and have you. a great rest of the week. All right, then. Yes. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right. Well, we have some callers left, but you don't have your hand up. So if you want me to pray with you, please press one. If not, because we have, okay, we got one popped up. Let's go and see who's at 202722. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Angela Joy. It's Nicole from D.C. Hi, Nicole from D.C. I have Nicole, Nicole, back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so how are you tonight? I am well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you are well. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's pray and then let's talk. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you for Nicole tonight. Glory be to God. Um, Thank you for... um, Like, it's almost like I can see that, you know, with certain things God is speaking to you, Nicole, it seems like a light bulb came on. I don't know, just like all of a sudden I saw like this light bulb. And it's like, you know, there's things that God is enlightening you to. And um, it's just like, you know, things you've made that have been there all along. But for some reason in this season, God is turning on the light. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And it's it's a it's an enlightenment that is going that is a, that's a spiritual thing, and also there's some things involved with the natural with this enlightenment. This like click, clicking on the light, so Nicole can see because Nicole it has so much to do with not just what you what your life is you know revolving around, but I just see it encompasses so much more in other lives too. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the obedience that she has to follow after you, her heart uh, being sensitive to you, 
and and what you want to do in and through her in this season in her life. And, Lord, thank you for the love that she has for you, the love that will draw her even to a place of even, you know, more obedience and in, in quickly moving into place because she knows that God is a God who's faithful. He won't lead her astray or in any other way that's beneficial. He'll always be a blessing to her as she follows in through obedience. So, Lord, we just thank you that her heart is tender toward you. Uh, she has a love relationship with you, God. There's a love relationship going on, and she's ready and willing to turn that light on so that she can see what God has in store, what he has in store for her spiritually, what he has in store for her physically, what he has in store with those who are connected to her. By her just simply deciding, I'm turning this light on. I got to see what God wants. I've got to see what God needs to do. I've got to see what he's connecting me to. I've got to see what people are being connected to because I can share them with them what God is doing, and it's going to be an enlightenment and a blessing for all of us. So, Lord, thank you for her quick obedience to turn that light on and to see what direction she needs to go so that not only will she be blessed, but those who are connected with her. And so we thank you for that tender heart toward the Lord in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, how are we doing, Nicole? I am doing well. I was so blessed by what you were sharing about your experience with the 777. I didn't catch all of it, but uh, Mm -hmm. that was very interesting. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you hear how that that came about, though? I didn't hear all of it. I I heard the part, and then when you came back, it was seven. Uh, the twenty one was there, and then right. you were like, yeah, seven, seven. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. talking about mission and uh, yeah. So I was I was actually thinking about how. Uh, I had an experience when you were talking about the number seven. In 2014, I worked for an employer, and then it looked like they gave me like a one-semester contract, mm-hmm. and that was good. And then it looked like I was going to maybe continue with them uh, for a longer period of time, but different things happened I think mostly like politics, so right. I ended up not getting the role that uh, I wanted and that I had uh, hoped for, but then seven years later, I came back mm-hmm. <laughs> to wow. the same, right to the same employer, but a different department, but the same, wow. but the same role, but the same role. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah. So, Hold on a second. Hold on a moment. My dog is going wild. All right, Nicole, go on. I think this dog, I need to lay hands on him because he has a jealous spirit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want his mom 
spending too much time with others. I get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, wow, that's interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. That was really, yeah, I know the seven is so significant. So, yeah, share on that 21. So that happened in 2014 that I was doing the um, the one-semester contract. And then in 2021 is when they brought me back to the same employer, uh, offered me a position, the same role but a different department. So I was – Reflecting on what you were saying about seven and completion, and uh, it was just so it was the year 2021. Um, right, okay, gotcha. And then, so now what has come up, the, the role that I had hoped for in 2014 was like a combo role. So it would be okay. two things. Um. And so long story short, just this weekend, I came across a job announcement at another place that's this combo role. And so what I wanted to ask is if you would pray uh, with me and for me about that position. So that position doesn't start until next year, August of next year. Mm -hmm. But because of how the hiring process works, they're advertising mm-hmm. for it now, and I think I have maybe uh, six weeks, six or seven weeks to get the completed documents in for application. Um, but I've only been in my current role, uh, I'm going into my third year, but three years is, I think, okay to be in one job. Um Yeah. But the key thing is, yeah. I want to I want to find and follow the will of the Lord. So I wanted to ask for prayer Amen. about this. But when you were saying that the sevens, it it made me think of this in 2014 and 2021, and so this role would be like God was giving me back what mm-hmm. I believe the enemy stole. So I got the same role in 2020. In 2021, I got the same role, but only half of it. Like I didn't get the second part that I would have had. But if I apply and I'm selected for and the Lord releases me to go to this new role, then it would be the completion of it. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. It's so interesting that a number of people called in tonight with such, you know, like connection with what was said tonight um, in regards to, I don't know if you probably heard the part about, um, you know, how this whole thing started was that we are staking out the county, the county, uh, and there's seven, there's seven points of our county that connect to other counties. So that was pretty interesting. Oh. We okay, just found I out that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm listening. No, so I was just saying that's interesting how seven keeps coming up, you know, because there are actually seven points to this county 
that we will be going to to pray at. And so it's kind of it's a it's a God orchestrated thing because we when we first started we didn't know that. So um, she was out somewhere the other night and she saw um, a picture of the county and the borders. And, you know, we hadn't ever really realized it was seven points. So that's interesting how seven has come up with that. And then we were, um, you know, you know, we, we were doing certain prophetic things on the county line. And then, you know, today I had been given instruments to, you know, just even to mark my property because we're involved with this, so we're we're covering ourselves with the blood and stuff like that and to mark our own property. And then how that seven, you know, I went out at, I didn't even think about it. So Hurricane 7 was in, in play to go out at 7. Didn't even think about it. I said, oh, it'll be warmer. It'll be cooler at 7 because it was so hot here today. Oh, my gosh. I felt like it was, it was 100 degrees. And wow. then so I said, well, at 7 o'clock, you know, I'll go out. It'll be nice, and then it'll give me a few hours. i got to do a few things around the house, and then I'll need to do the show. And so I went right out at 7, and at the end of my property, there my neighbor was coming up. And I was like, oh. So I'm thinking, you know, then I got, I was telling, you know, the last caller, you know, I got distracted and thinking, okay, let me get this done. And just to walk back in the house, there it was, 714. And so it was like the Lord was saying, Second Chronicles 714, and there it is. Here we are doing prophetic act over land, and here God is saying, if my people, you know, will call by my name, he will heal the land when you're obedient and you turn from your wicked ways. So I was like, man, that was like straight-up confirmation. I'm praying over land. It's 714, and the scripture for Second Chronicles is about the land. And, wow. I mean, it was amazing. And then to see that it was 7 o'clock, 7.14, and then when I went out to do the second part of the prophetic thing and came back in, it, was, it turned right then as, after I walked in the door to 7.21. So God was confirming. Yeah, I mean, it, and it actually became a physical thing where uh, God was talking about land, and I was actually doing a prophetic act on my land. Hallelujah. That was exciting. And then it was, then I, I, I asked, uh, I looked up Google or I asked Google about, um, what did I say about, what did I ask? And it prophetically, prophetically I could see where it was leading to was about, oh, humble. And then like it gave an explanation of humbling and it with the scripture, and it meant your face to the ground. Here again, talking about land. It was just all tied in. I was like, God, I can hear you. I can hear you speaking that you, you are honored in this. This is what, you know, this is part of the assignment that you've given, you've given us, you know, not only for our county, but for, and, and, and to show us about the land and how we can redeem this turning from our wicked ways and humbling ourselves before you and being obedient, you will heal our land. And I was just blown away. I was, I was like not expecting that. 
So then you are talking about. So I think this is all tied into what God is saying tonight because the first call, I think, well, second call, I think, was Jennifer. And she was talking about how the Lord had just spoken to her today about this morning about doing what I had done or we've been doing. And here I'm talking about it. And then you're talking about the seven, seven, seven. So it's, it's God really speaking tonight. Amen. Amen. Yes. So let's go ahead. No, I'm listening. No, I was saying it sounds like you sound like you had broken up a little bit. So yeah, let's pray and believe that, you know, the completion of what God started, that if it's his will for it to be completed with this, God, we just thank you for it in advance. We don't have to go through any long preliminary anything. All we have to do is accept your will. And so, Lord, I'm in agreement with Nicole for the will of God being made manifest in her life in regards to this job. And, God, you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and you know how to complete things. You don't start anything that you don't have a a plan to complete. So, Lord, we thank you for that as she just rests in the fact that God is a God of completion, and if this is in his will, it shall, it is what it is, and it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. We don't believe there's any happen chance or coincidence that this has taken place tonight while we're discussing this. God, we thank you for your complete and manifested will to take place in her life for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Let it be done. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow, that's pretty cool. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, we're saying yeah. something. Um, I'm sorry, I'm listening. No, your phone is just going in and out. I don't oh, know what's wow. going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you hear me now? Maybe I should change phones. I'm going to change It's just like maybe every few words, it'll, a word will disappear. <laughs> okay. That, is this better? Yeah, I can hear you loud. It's just like sometimes when you start to talk, it's just like you'll get to like the third or fourth word, and then it'll, it'll go away. But I can hear you okay. now. Okay. I've switched phones. Hopefully that will uh, – this phone, the battery is uh, stronger, so maybe that was it. Looks like that last okay. phone was on – Tick. Okay. But um, it was interesting you were saying that you notice when the enemy, uh, when you're tired, it seems like the mm-hmm. enemy is able to uh, attack you more or that the attacks land mm-hmm. more. I think you may be getting at that. Yeah. And I, I find that that's the same for me. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Uh, one of the things I'm thinking about is how do I – how do I make sure I get more rest? And I wondered if you had any thoughts about that and what your experience is um, with that. I don't, you know what, Nicole, I don't know what is going on with that, except for I think I have seasons that I just really have to kind of fight through with my rest. Now, I do, uh, and I don't know how much you should take of this. I mean, I occasionally or sometimes during seasons, I'll take melatonin. 
and then there are other seasons where I don't have to. Because it seems like my body changes according to when the seasons change. And then it will get regimented into the new season, and then I'll be fine. So I don't know if that's something kind of unique with me or what, but that's just kind of the way my makeup is. And then with me, um, you know, like I've worked really odd hours for a while, so my body has to get acclimated to the new, the change, and sometimes it can take a while. But I do know that what it's like with anything, whatever the weakest thing is in your life that the enemy can try to penetrate through to get to you, that's what he's going to use, and that's what he's done with me periodically with sleep. It used to be a long time ago, it used to, really long time ago, um, it used to be food, but it's no longer food. It's just sleep. And so um, so do you have sometimes have issues with sleep, or is it just is it periodic, or what's going on with um, that? Sometimes with sleep, uh, just I've, ever since I was little, I don't like going to sleep. I think I'm going to miss something. And <laughs> so, you know, I want to get the most out of every day, and I don't want to miss anything. So um, that's kind of my issue with sleep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, well, yeah. Well, I know some children who are definitely like that. They think they're <laughs> going to miss my grandbabies. They, you know, they, you know, they fight it to the last. But um, so, what right. is what is your what, what is the average amount of sleep you get, like per night? It depends. Um, the last week was pretty bad. I would say my average was five hours. That's that's unusual. Yeah. But um, I just had a lot to do and I was trying to get the most out of every day and then so I wake up early um, mm-hmm. but to answer your question I think in the last week I only got on average five hours sometimes as little as four sometimes eight but probably on average like maybe five five and a half so do you like when you go a few days with like getting three or four maybe five hours do you crash at some point where you will get your eight hours Yes, but um, I do, but it's really hard on me physically. Like, my body needs the mm-hmm. eight hours, the seven and a half, eight hours every night. Like, I feel yeah. better when I when I get sleep, um, enough sleep. Right, 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 yeah. Well, I think it kind of has a lot to do with what you're accustomed to, you know. So most of it, I mean... Usually when I can get into a pattern, you know, I'll get my seven and a half, eight hours sleep. But then there are times with me that, you know, of course, that's my norm. So when I'm thrown off my norm, I mean, I feel like when I was on the fasting, when I was saying fasting last week, I mean, I was Zoom. I mean, it had to be God. I Zoomed through that fast. I mean, I heard the Lord in my spirit wake. I was awakened out of my sleep. I'm calling you to a fast. Nicole, I have never experienced anything like that in my life. I mean, I woke up, and I heard the Lord, you know, say it, and I went back to sleep. And then it was like I got up that few hours later, and I was like, wow, you know, 
I just knew that it was spiritual and that I was going to be able to do this without a problem. And, I mean, I never even craved anything until the last day. I still wasn't craving anything. I just got real, like, because that night before, I can't remember exactly what had happened, but I was awakened and I had only gotten maybe like two, three hours sleep at the most. And it that day by 4 o'clock, I was like, I mean, I, I'm talking to people 10 hours a day. So, I mean, 10 hours of talking to people and no break except for a lunch break or something like that. And I was about, I was like talking to, you know how sometimes you're, you're half asleep and you start to say things and you don't even know what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, I got to have a sip of some caffeine. So I had a sip to a coffee, and then I was good until like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock that night, and I went through that fast. But it was like I felt the enemy on that third day. He had messed with my sleep because he wanted to throw me off that fast, or he didn't want me to have victory. And I had to pray through to just say, okay, God, you know. But I knew anyway, if I had gotten anything to eat even on that fast, I would have even been sleepier than I was. So the enemy was kind of silly when he thought he was going to test me like that because I know not to eat if you're already sleepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like okay. yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's just a setup for you to go to sleep. And so sometimes I do find – now, I do this, Nicole. I'm not saying it's something you should do, but I know sometimes, like, if I'm having a hard time sleeping or if I wake up, I'll usually, like, just – and it's not that I'm hungry, but I don't know. I'll go drink some milk or I'll eat something real light, like half a bowl of cereal. And I'll usually go back in there and I'll go right to sleep because it's almost like whatever, or I don't know if you're, you tolerate milk, but whatever I do, because I think I use almond milk, I will usually just have some little light thing like that and usually I will go to sleep. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe it came from when I was a baby, you know, like a baby wakes up and they need a bottle. <laughs> and, and you give the baby the bottle and they just go back to sleep. Right, right. Yeah, so that's one of the little tactics that I use to go back to sleep. If I wake up or, you know, I'm laying there, I'm tossing, because I'm, I'm kind of like that too, Nicole. I'm thinking, I'm trying to plan out the next day. I got stuff on my mind. I need to like try to get an order, and I, I lay there, and I try to figure it out. And, um, you know, so I don't know. But just seems like it's kind of your makeup as far as the sleep thing. Right, and you're, when you said you have uh, some grandkids like that, <laughs> Angela Joy, yeah. I've been yeah. like that since well, I was a, a baby. I had a child <laughs> like that, but, yeah, I yeah. And the kids, yeah, the kids are like that. I mean, they spike sleep, I mean, and, um, but, you know, they get the nap during the day. I don't get the nap. Right. I know I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I don't get to take a nap. You know, they, they, they fight and they wake up and, then you know, they can go back to sleep during the day, but, you know, so, but yeah. I don't know. You might want to try that, you know, like your little, your pacifier in the middle of the night if you do wake up. <laughs> yeah, I think you, once I go to sleep, I'm fine. It's just I, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this or I'll work on that or I'll listen to this or watch that, 
it's just like you know going to sleep. Um, but right. Yeah. So you pretty much um, stay asleep once you get to sleep. Yes. Yes. I had okay. tried. I saw a passion flower. Um, somehow I came across that on Amazon, and that worked great. But I had a sensitivity to it. It gave me like a. I have a lot of food sensitivities, so it it uh-huh. produced uh, zits on my face. Did what on your face? Um, zits, like bumps. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I know, but but I get that for with a lot of things. You said you like, for example, dairy. I don't eat any dairy for that. It it does the same thing. Um, right. But, but the I almond might... milk as well, and the oat milk. I can do oat milk, no problem. Uh, I have nut sensitivities. They don't give me bumps on my face, but they make my ears itch. You know what? I think, you know, now that you say that, yes. And, yeah, yeah. Because somebody told me before, because I have a problem with allergies as far as, well, I don't know if it's, well, I guess it is. But, you know, um, with one of my ears that it just itches really bad, and someone told me, they said, nuts will do that. And I noticed I did try that, uh, getting away from the peanuts and stuff, and it did kind of, you know, leave. And then I noticed recently, and then I remember, oh, I bought some nuts. So, yeah, so I think I have that too. I, it, it's to- I didn't find out till I, you know, so – so many years, um, and I love nuts. I mm-hmm. love I love cashews, peanuts, but yeah, it just makes my ears itch, 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 and I just don't want yeah. the. Uh, it's just not a good feeling. No, it's not. It's not a good feeling at all. <laughs> and then I got some eardrops, and I start putting the eardrops in, and that didn't really help either. But now that I forgot all about the nut thing because somebody told me before. They said uh, either I looked it up or somebody told me that nuts can cause your ears to itch. And I thought, that is weird. And then I stayed away from them for a while, and I did notice a difference. But um, I don't know. I started eating pistachios a lot, too. I haven't really monitored that to see if that's interacting with that as well. But um, I don't know, weird. But, yeah, I – you know, I, I sometimes I'm like you. I don't go right to sleep, and um, but I do know that I personally experience um, an attack from the enemy through my lack of sleep. Right. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, like I said, he studies us. He watches us, and, like, he is basically, when I have a lot of activity going on, like, I better not even, like, it'll be 2 o'clock, well, sometimes before I even go to bed, I better not even start doing anything around this house at 1230 or even 11 at night and get busy. I'll be up sometimes for the rest of the night. Okay. So... How I, I've also noticed, Nicole, and I noticed you say, you know, you do some things before you go to bed. I've noticed that that affects me in my sleep. So if I get busy and start doing anything, I don't even have the TV on because that will get me kind of wired or let me go on 
social media or something like that, it will keep me up for hours. I'll try to, like, once I start or turn it on or get busy, that's it. I, I know I will not go to sleep right away. So I have to shut everything down hours before it's time for me to get rest or I'm going to be up. I need to think about that. I think I might be the same with that. Yeah, because yeah, your I mind have to. starts going, yes. you know. Yes, yes, yes. And, like, most of the time, like, so I'll be on here talking, and because of the type of thing it is in ministry, I'm pretty much okay most of the time when I get off here. Before, when I first started doing, you know, this show and it was late, I would be up for, like, three hours afterwards. But now I'm not because okay. sometimes now I find that it kind of, kind of, you know, takes something out of me and I, I need my rest. And then I do occasionally, like I said, if I get really bad, I'm definitely taking melatonin. But um, I don't try not to make that a regular thing, but I don't always have a problem. But if there's anything or activity that I'm overly involved with before it's time to go to bed, just chalk it up. I'm not going to sleep right away. So I think probably might be with you that you just need to have a calmer, more, you know, rested atmosphere before you attempt to go to sleep and have things shut off because that way your mind can kind of, you know, settle down before you try to go to sleep. Right. And I think I think I'm wanting to like squeeze the most out of the day is that like as much as I possibly <laughs> yeah, and I need. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> be like, yeah, that okay, happens this is- to me. <laughs> yeah, that definitely happens to me because see, I work four ten-hour days, and then Friday, Saturday, oh. and Sunday, you know, I have to. I, I, you know, well, this weekend I didn't have really any any interaction with the grandkids, so I basically just focused in on what I had to do around here. And, um, but it took a lot out of me because there was, I mean, I was really like, Lord, I don't know. I mean, I can't do everything. So, I mean, I have to try to do everything that I can possibly do. The three days that I'm off, whether it be inside the house, outside the house, uh, you know, make sure things are taken care of. Then I'm involved with this other ministry uh, that I, you know, I try to check on. Then in this other ministry, then Blog Talk or PGN. I mean, I've got those three ministries thing. I mean, it's a lot. It's yeah. A lot. And um, yeah, so I have to really monitor, you know, what I'm doing the last few hours before I go to bed, or I won't. Like last night, I let's see. I didn't go to bed until 2 a.m. My usual is 2 a.m. But um, I didn't get up till 10, and I went to church and started about 11, so and it's right around the corner. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just have to make a habit of knowing that I need to settle down hours before that it's time for me to go to bed or I'm not going to go to sleep. Okay. Just to do it. So do you have are, – are you early – because I thought about you the other night, and I was like, I wonder if Nicole has to be at work early, or are you an early riser? So, do you, what time do you start your job, your work? Exactly what you said. I'm an early riser. Um, I normally 
have to be at work by, it depends on the day, but normally no earlier than 10 a.m., but I'm an early riser. My best time for, like, thinking, any kind of work where I need to, like, uh, think or produce something is between 5 a.m. and I'm going to say around, like, noon. Pretty much whatever super important thing I needed to do, I need to have that done by noon. Like, afternoon, <laughs> it's just like email, uh, planning, you know, right. kind of tasks that don't require too much thinking. Okay. But if I really, like, think a whole lot, um, but for my classes that I teach, sometimes I teach, uh, sometimes I have long days, like, this semester, my first class will start at 11, and I won't end, I think, till 9 p.m. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. But Well, I, I, yeah. yeah, that's hard when you're going like that. See, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm not a morning person. So, I mean, I get up, and 10 o'clock is when I start work. So, I mean, that's not bad, and I'll usually get up around 8, 8 about 8.30 or 9. But okay. um, even if I'm up to 2 a.m., but I am the kind of person, I get my second win at 5 o'clock. So that's what destroys my whole thing is that Me too, by 5 o'clock. <laughs> you are going to lie down, but then the second win kicks in. <laughs> the second win kicks in around 5. So the I can do stuff during the day, but my yeah. best work is after 5 p.m. up until, oh, like, okay. midnight. So, okay. okay. I mean, that's when I, I, I can get stuff done. So, I mean, it's really weird because, I mean, that's just when I'm, my day started, per se, is at 5 p.m. Even though I've been up, I mean, right. I do what I have to do. And, of course, if I'm working, I'm doing that. But anything else that pertains specifically to me, it's not. I'm not going to have that second win to do it until 5 o'clock. Okay. And then I can see what and you're saying, too, because that's when you're actually really the most productive. The most productive, yeah, most productive is that starts around 5 o'clock. <laughs> so it is, um, so it, with my job, it's not bad because I work till 11 p.m. But, um, you know, but I, I work 10 hours. So I get on there at wow. 10 and um, I have a couple breaks and then I have lunch. But then, you know, that I'm doing what I have to do, but I get that second win at 5 p.m., so when I get off at 11, hey, I still got, I try to do three more hours worth of work after I get off. Okay. Because I've got that win to do my personal stuff around the house because I work from home. So I, I'm in my house all day, basically. And, um, okay. unless, of course, I have to do all So anyway, yeah, well, I just know that that's, um, that's an area that the enemy really tries to, come at me is when you know I'm tired and that you know and like I said unless I um that's why I kind of sleep until it's time to work because otherwise I'm gonna get on the phone I'm gonna be cranky (laughs) 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 and and, and all I deal with is people's problems I mean it's non-stop people problems so I mean I'm not hearing anything but negativity 
And I try to make it as nice, you know, as, as good as possible by trying to lighten up the situation by, you know, being really, you know, encouraging and friendly. Maybe their attitude will change by the time they get off the phone with me. But most of it is very distressing, you know, they have distressing issues. So I'm like, help me. You really need your rest. Like you really need to come fully charged. Fully charged, yep. So uh, when I go to sleep, so if I do go to sleep at 2, you know, I get up at 9, that's not too bad. But um, but then, you know, the thing of it is is that I just can't continue to burn, burn you know, the candle at both ends because, you know, I get off, you know, and I have a – well, my thing is three hours. So I work from 10 to 5, and then I take three hours off, and then I go back and work from 10, from 8 to 11. So my three hours, I try to cram stuff in there too. So I'm all, um, you know, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's it's a weird schedule, but it's, it's somehow it works. <laughs> okay, okay. Somehow it works. But yeah, just try to settle down a little bit before bed, and um, you know, those few hours before, and you know, just tell yourself, I'm not gonna pick up that phone. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not. I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to shut – well, I know people who say that TV puts them to sleep. Well, it doesn't really put me to sleep, so I, I can't have the TV on. Because I'm thinking more thoughts, the thoughts from whatever's on that <laughs> TV. Am I, am I awake if I get on the YouTube? <laughs> you what now? I get on YouTube. There's always something interesting that I can oh, find yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, girl, you're going to have to turn that off. You're going to have to start to shut things off hours before it's time for you to uh, go to bed and see if you can, you know, get more of a rest at night sleep because, you know, your your body's pretty much gotten, uh, you know, situated with that regiment, though. Yeah, I'm going to start. I think if I can start winding down by 7 p.m. So Mondays I'm teaching um, – from home only via Zoom this semester. So I'll be uh-huh. at home uh, ending a little bit late on Mondays. But other than Monday night, I think if I can start winding down at 7 p.m., then by the yeah. time I'm seeing the Prophet Randy at 10, uh, I can listen at least to the teaching and maybe get to bed, you know, like 11, 1130. Right. Like that would be good. Yeah, and see what messes with me is that I get off at 11. He's already started by 10 Eastern, so he's already started. So then my thing is I don't want to miss everything. And then sometimes I try to go back and listen, but I can't go back and listen until the show is over. So, you know, that will mess with me too, and then he stays on late. But, um, yeah, I don't really – most of the time I don't even get to hear the teaching unless I'm going to wait till it goes off and go back and listen or listen the day day after. But okay, yeah, you okay. you're just gonna have to start shutting things off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I wanted to ask you if you would um if you would be able to pray for me about um Saffron Lane. So I'm hoping to get a place where my mom a place a shared place where. My mom can come to do where she can have her clothes 
and she can do laundry and she can cook and stuff. In other words, my mom's not going to allow me to tell her what to do. <laughs> my mom's like, um, if I have a place where she can come and she can, like, have her clothes there and she can do laundry and there's, you know, things that I want her to have, I think maybe she would come. So long story short, I've tried twice to see this place on Saffron Lane. The first time it didn't work out, but then the agent called me back and said, oh, the it's become available, the application didn't go through. And then I said, okay, uh, great, let's set up another time. And then by the time that time came, Another application had come in, which they're saying that it's pending. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that location is very close to where I live, so it would be good. Mm-hmm. I could I could get there fast, and my mom, when she comes, would be close. Uh, the price is ex- expensive for me, but I'm believing God uh, to help me with it. But it's much less expensive than other things. In this area. Yeah, I can imagine. It's very expensive in your area. Yeah. And so I was just so sad, Angela Joy. I was so sad when she told me that uh, she wasn't going to be able to show me the house because the owner had accepted another application before I even got a Mm -hmm. chance to see it. Because I had seen another house actually a couple doors down but that one was $800 more a month, and that's just going to be – I don't think it can make sense for me. Right. It's a real reason. This one is uh, on the same block, a little bit smaller. I think it's more realistic. And so mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask if you would pray with me about that and see if the Lord has anything to share about it. It's on Saffron. Lane. Saffron Lane. Okay. All right. Well, hallelujah. Well, Lord, we just thank you um, tonight, Lord, that you have a way of opening doors when doors seem to be closed. And, God, we just thank you for your intervention here. We thank you for... um, you opening doors for your daughter, Lord. I know you have a a love relationship with Nicole. Hallelujah. And, Lord, let the love relationship that you have for her direct and guide her and open doors that no man could open. And so, Lord, we thank you. You see her heart. You see the, um, the desires of her heart. And I know you are a father who's attentive to the needs of your children. And, Lord, you see that her motives are for the mom to be closer to her and be able to come over and and have a relationship uh, that will even, I believe, develop and blossom even to another level with this being made available. So, Lord, we thank you in advance, and we thank you that she has favor. Let favor open doors for her not only just because of her, but because of who she belongs to. You're her father, and you are a God who is a door opener. 
and you can make things come to pass that we could never do in the natural. Even when man says no, God, we know you say yes. So, Lord, we thank you and, and give Nicole peace in this. Lord, we thank you, Lord. No anxiety in regards to it because let her rest in the fact that you're God. You're able to do more than we could ever do in our natural uh, way of doing things. You have a way of doing things that, you know, just supersede what we could do. And, Lord, I don't, I don't believe it's even an accident the way this thing has gone with the door being closed before. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this will be uh, an example of what you can do because you have a perfect timing for everything. And, Lord, we thank you for that. We believe for that. We trust that you're doing things that we can't see, that we would be, um, you'd be glorified and we would be blessed just being in relationship with you. I, I just know there's this love relationship between you and Nicole, and I thank you for um, showing this to her by doing some things, Lord, that she's asked for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> well, we're just encouraged that, you know, I just, that was, I just think it's uh, interesting that it would open back up like this. And, you know, God has a perfect timing for everything. And um, so, right, Saffron Lane. That sounds like, I like that name, Saffron Lane. Hallelujah. So how is your mom? Is your mom well? I think she's okay. I think, okay. Um, I think, yeah, better. Okay. I wouldn't Good. agree with well, but believing for wellness. And it's so interesting you said um, that this would allow our relationship to go to another level. I think oh, yeah. with better with better living conditions that will contribute to her wellness. Amen. But, Amen. Yeah. And that's a priority for me, but due to the challenges that she has, um you know, she's she's making her own decisions, which she's allowed to, she's an adult, but right. all of the so that's why I'm wanting to get, um, and I'm moving forward with trying to get a, a place where she can come and essentially, essentially live there, but not have the responsibility of right. uh, responsibility of it, and also having me have the legitimate authority to take care of it in terms of keeping things in order right. uh, it, for the purpose of just her having good living conditions. Right, right. Yeah, and then you would still be the one who would be in control. Right, which is a daunting task, but I I believe that that would contribute to her wellness, and I'm just believing God to give me wisdom and, um, yeah. Amen. Yeah, and God knows and understands that as it's um, you know, he all we can trust him. We can trust him for the journey. I've I've seen, you know, things 
throughout, I can look back and I can just see throughout the years, you know, things that God just worked out. I mean, even with my mother um, and how God just, he's such a, he's such a wonderful God. I mean, he knows how to let us down gently. He knows how, he just knows what we need and we haven't a clue sometimes, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, and it's just so amazing that I can look back over, you know, the years uh, with my mom and when she was here and just, I could just see how God orchestrated things. Um, I think you, I don't know if you were on the other night when, I don't know if you heard when Prophet Randy and I told him how old you were on there when I told him I how was, old my mother was when she had me. Yeah, and then you were saying she was born in 19, did you say 1912? That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, what? So our birthday. Her birthday was August the 23rd, and that was the night we were, it, you know, we were on to after midnight, and um, and I made mention, oh, this is, somebody said something, I said, this is my mom's birthday, August the 23rd. Right. Oh, I think it was you who said something about 23 or 823. For some reason, somebody mentioned something about 823, and... I don't know who it was who, who might have heard that or said it, but something to do with 823. And so um, I um, mentioned, okay, yeah, this is my mom's birthday. And um, and I was like, yeah, she was 45, you know, when she had me. My dad was 48. And, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and she literally just, she, couldn't she couldn't even really phantom having a child when her youngest at that time was fourteen, and I had a brother seventeen, and then I had my oldest sister who was twenty three. So wow. my sister who was twenty three actually became, you know, she was the person I spent my summers with. Uh, she never had any children, and she lived in Dade County, which was Miami. So I spent my summers in Miami and with basically like a second mom, uh, give my mom a break <laughs> for the summers. <laughs> and, um, and you know, like I said, my sister was 23 when I was born. She didn't have any kids. so And she taught school in Dade County for like a long time until she went overseas. But um, I even went, I even a couple grades, I stayed with her and even went to school where, where she was a teacher. But um yeah, it was my mom. She was interesting. <laughs> and just I, to think, we were talking about, I think it came up, um, how she named me Joy and uh, my sisters, I think one of them named me Angela. So it was like my mom who named me Joy, but she, I mean, she couldn't see the joy in it. So I knew that it was God who just basically used her to name me that, but it was really God who did it. And um, how at the end of her life, um, I was the only, and I this is the it, real miracle of it, is that at the end of her life, I was the only one living that could bury her. Everyone wow. was dead. So I knew that God delayed me when Prophet Randy was saying something about to delay. God purposely delayed me 
because of this relationship he had developed with her that he would make sure she was taken care of when he knew everyone else would be dead. It was no one living. Sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, mother, my my dad, I mean, there was nobody. She was the, I was the only one left. Wow. What, so that, that is the what, faithfulness of God. Praise God. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Did, did she, do you think she saw it? I mean, the most well, important thing is to experience it. I can't, I, I do and I don't. I do know that, see, my mom had ended up with Alzheimer's for about 14 years of her life. It went into, oh, wow. like, dementia, then Alzheimer's. Even though yeah. they said it was Alzheimer's, I don't believe she had Alzheimer's. I don't know. Okay. I believe she had had some many strokes, and I think that was, you know, some of the issues that were going on with her. Uh, but she lived to be 97. So um, I just don't think she had Alzheimer's. Uh, I do believe it started with some pen strokes she had and it affected her brain and stuff like that. The reason I don't believe it was Alzheimer's is because there were certain things. My mom also lost her sight, and she also lost, of course, her ability to communicate. So there were things that I I would go and talk to her about, just talk to her, knowing she couldn't respond. But there were some things that I touched on that I think that had been unjustly done that I would mention to her, and she would I could see tears welling up in her eyes. So I knew she could hear me, and I knew she understood what I was saying. And I don't think an Alzheimer's patient would have been able to understand that. Right, right. How um, I can't imagine how difficult that was for you, and how how wonderful that you were there for her that way. Yeah, and the interesting thing about it also is my mom was very verbal. So, um, and it it was not the best of relationships. But towards the end, when she was in the state that she was in, it became a relationship that I could love on her, and I would not be uh, feeling as if I was, I don't know, it was a weird thing, feeling like she couldn't accept it. I mean, she didn't have a choice but to accept it. She couldn't see me. She She couldn't fuss at me about anything. She just had to lay there and accept what I said. And basically what I said to her toward the end was basically love and kindness and being able to show her and give her things and that kind of attention that she never would receive from me when she was, you know, in her right mind, so to speak. Right. So it's almost like a healing that God gave me through those years, not just healing for me, but healing for her, because she had to accept the love that was being offered without attacking. And I don't even know how to explain it, but through the process of this whole thing was that, through the years that she was in that state, was actually a state of healing for me. And I know it sounds weird, but it was. It was a state of healing for me when she got to that place. And then I believe it was a healing for her for some things that were in her heart and that maybe she had talked to the Lord about and God rectified it during those years that she couldn't be combative about any. She just had to listen to 
let's just give an example. My mom was the kind of person that was extremely hard to please. So there were times in my life when I was growing up, as a teenager, I would offer her gifts and give her things that she wouldn't accept. And she would say, I don't want that. I don't like that. You know, here I am, you know, I'm trying to show you that I love you and I'm trying to give you something. And he's like, I don't want that. You know, so can you imagine how that, what that did to me? So um, to have someone say when you, you know, I have a little job after school, but I'm going to use some of my money to buy your gift, but it's not good enough. I don't want it. And she didn't have any problem telling you, I don't want that. Okay. So um, to get to a point where she couldn't do that anymore. So whatever I gave you, you had to accept. And I made sure she was taken care of. And, um, but I didn't have to be, you know, listen to her be negative about what I was doing like it was never good enough. She couldn't say anything anymore. She couldn't see. She couldn't say anything. She just had to accept it. And I think with that, that healed my heart because for the first time in my life, I was able to do something for her and I didn't have to feel like she was going to attack me for doing it. And then she had to to realize she couldn't fight against it anymore, so she had to accept it. So I think through those, and I had, there was a, quite a few things that went on where things were stolen and taken from me that should have gone to me, but because she was not in the place of authority, another sibling came in and got it. But they died too, actually, right before she died. So, I mean, it was just, it was a God thing. God was just doing some stuff. He was getting some stuff straight. He was straightening things with her. He was straightening things with me. And he was allowing me to love on her without feeling as I was, you know, I was going to be rejected. Because I was rejected from birth. So I would live my whole life, you know, basically in a state of rejection. <laughs> you know, so, but it was so amazing. I feel like God just protected me through all of this. I never felt, I don't think I ever felt the pain of what the enemy was trying to do in that. I mean, mm-hmm. but I knew it my whole life. I knew my whole life. My brother, he rejected me. My sister who was next to me rejected me, not the oldest one. And then my mother, you know, she was like, I'm too old to be having a baby, you know. And so, um, but it was like God just put me in a, in a bubble, and he just shielded me from all of that. And at the end, I, you know, he healed me, and he healed her too. So it was just amazing. That's encouraging because my relationship with my mom has been very difficult. You know, in our culture, I think American culture, period, but especially African-American culture, people put moms and motherhood on a pedestal, and I don't think that's negative, but if they have not had an experience like the one that you have had or the one I have had, they they can't understand what we're talking about. No, no. So I don't even waste my time. I, you know, right, yeah, you're right. right. When I hear you share the the experience you've had and how the Lord protected you and He gave you healing and even restoration, that really encourages me because I've had so many um, just just challenges. Um, I'm an only child, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm my mom's only child, and because of how my mom is she um i'm I'm the only one right. so she doesn't have right. mother father or siblings or others who will 
be helpful. Right, right. Well, but, I but she's very the only child. Many times my mom has been unhappy, like, with different things. I don't know if it's the same as, like, she's never said um, no, but she will express her displeasure <laughs> with a, a gift or something that I do. Like, it's not good enough. It's not good uh, enough, right. Right. It's not what she really wanted. How come I don't understand mm-hmm. her? How come I, you know, something like that. Right. I under, I totally understand. I know what you're talking about. And you have to, I don't know, God just really sheltered me and put me in a place of safety in, in knowing who I was from a, from a very small child. I mean, I just, I've always, I don't know, I've always since like God was there and one thing about my mom I can say she always uh, always prayed the scriptures over me she always like you know it was so weird because she would say the scriptures and plead the blood or speak the word but then the next oh. moment she was like somebody else I was like, well, who is this person wow. you know that's very um, weird but, almost, almost like her brain was <laughs> under attack at a young age yeah, so, yeah I mean it was like she was speaking these things, but then I didn't see it operate, you know, the way it should. But, I mean, because of her continually praying the scripture, especially the Psalms over me as a child, um, she was it was almost like God's way of having her protect me, even though she would turn and come against me. But what, but what she came against me with didn't penetrate it me as much as it would have been had she not read the scriptures and prayed them over me. <laughs> so it was so strange because it was like when the enemy tried to use her against me, well, well, you he really couldn't have that uh, as a force that would work because she'd already spoken the word over me. Amen. <laughs> you know, it was really interesting. And even though, I mean, she told me, you know, well, you were just kind of an accident. I mean, I never really felt that per se because she was so overprotective and then always speaking the word over me. So it was like it was a counter, it counteracted what the enemy was trying to use her to do because she'd already laid the foundation of the word on me. Amen. (laughs) So I've heard people say you're like Teflon. So I think even... Even that was the beginning of me having this coating on me. It was it was almost like God preparing me through her with the word being my shield. Because it was almost like when the devil came back through different ways and different people to attack me, because she had already shielded me with the word, and even with her word coming at me, it helped me build that thick in like Teflon when something came at me it just slid off because I was used to hearing the negative against me because she did it but mm. you know so when others said it it didn't even have the same effect because she had built a, this thing over me this Teflon and I had already been in testing and preparation by her being used to point it at me but it didn't work and then it just got thicker and thicker and then, like, you know, a lot of times people say stuff, it just rolls off me like, you know, Teflon, it doesn't bother me. What the enemy meant for uh, evil, God used for good. Yes, exactly. And um, it was just, it was, 
it was an interesting childhood um, because, like I said, my by the time I was five or six, all of you know my siblings were already grown and gone, you know. So I was there, you know, the whole time with them by myself, and um, except for the summers that I spent and time I spent with my older sister. But yeah, it was just you know. So I know what it's like to be in that kind of situation, and you know, I she always had me in a fear of when she would die because she would always talk about well when I die and da 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 da, and you know it was like. I always felt like so bad, like, well, maybe she'll die and I won't be there or I'll feel such guilt. Oh, God was so gracious because he was just so gracious. That's all I can say. He was so gracious. I didn't have any of that feel, any of those feelings. Well, of course she was 97 when she died, but it was like God had just prepared me all those years that, you know, he, she kept it like I was going to wake up one day and, oh, she's dead, and, you know, I'm responsible. It didn't end up being like that at all. I mean, God just let me down easy. You know, she was 97 when she died. And then I had an aunt who was two years older than her, and she died, like, um, right before she died. And, you know, she was kind of like my spiritual mom or mom. I would call her, and we'd be on the phone for hours at a time. And she knew who my mother was. So, she would always comfort me. She says, I know your mother. I grew up with your mother. And, you know, so, I mean, she was like my go-to. And um, so it, it ended up, God just worked it out. And like you said, what the enemy meant for evil, God just worked it out. And it was for the good. And I have no regrets on how um, the situation went and how I handled her toward the end because I, I was able to, you know, show my love to her and, all she could do was receive it. Amen. Yeah, so God will work it all out, Nicole. We just, especially, you know, when we have that relationship with him, he's working it out. It may not look like it, you know, but he is. He really is. So you be encouraged, and you do all that you can do in the natural, and then the rest of it, you just have to lay it at the feet of Jesus and leave it there and know that he will handle it. And don't have any, you know, guilt feelings about what you can't do. Just do what you can do. And that is it. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that Amen. God is requiring you to do is honor. Yeah. And, you know, the enemy wants to try to have some sort of situation where you dishonor her. And that's why that's like that, because he wants that to happen. But you can continue to walk in the way of the Lord, and the enemy will have no ground there. Amen. Amen. So, all right. Well, we've had quite right. an interesting <laughs> thing here. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your ministry. It's so awesome and wonderful. I praise God for you. Thank you for your uh, willingness to not only pray for me, but also to just share some of your story, which is so encouraging. Very encouraging. Well, I'm glad I was able to. I was like kind of thinking if I, you know, because I, kind of touched on it. I was like, I didn't know, I don't know what the situation was with you and your mom. So I was kind of feeling that. So, um, yeah, God, God's working it out. Be encouraged and get some rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, amen. (laughs) All right, Nicole, anything else? No, that's everything. Thank you. God bless you. All right. You're welcome. All right. God bless you. We hope to talk to you again soon. All right, good night. Good night.
All right. I don't know. I think that I think the show has actually cut off. There's one more person on here, but they don't have their hand up. So I don't know if they are asleep or awake or whatever. Anyway, that was the last one with the hand up, and then the show has actually closed out. But anyway, I want to thank you guys. If there's anybody still listening, I think sometimes at 1 a.m. it shuts off the audio for you to listen, but you can go back and listen to it later. All right. Well, you all have a great, great rest of the week. Uh, probably won't be with you next weekend because I will be out of town and uh, just pray for my uh, safe uh, travel and hope you all have a safe and wonderful rest of the week and Labor Day weekend. And, um, Thank you for being a part of what God is doing here with Prophetic Grace Network. It's always a blessing. It's always just so inspiring to know that God is He's doing some awesome things in our lives, and we're connected by uh, the blood of Jesus and the family of God, and uh, we can expect to uh, see some things happen in the days to come. Thank God we're connected, and uh, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. All right, well, good night, y'all, and have a great one, and uh, tune in later. Prophet Randy will be on tomorrow. You all be blessed. Good night.